Welcome back to Mr. Bet on You, your Dash Driver Live. Any, really, any app that you work Appreciate you, for, you guys for being here. Happy Sunday. Hope you're all doing well. If you're working, I hope you're making money. I hope you're being safe. If you're not working, I hope you're doing something that's fun. I have a jam-packed show for you guys tonight. If I can start by giving a thumbs up in the chat so you guys can hear and see me. I believe we have some background music playing as well. Can you guys hear that as well? I'm going to turn it off in a minute. But uh, I hope you guys are all doing well. Let me go ahead and get into the comments here. We'll get into the show topics. Uh, Scooter Bud says, yes. Did you guys hear the music as well? It's hard for me to tell sometimes when I try new things out. I feel like you guys did. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Love it, love it, love it. Pedro, say hi to me, please. User01, there you go. Hi, how are you? <laughs> what up, everybody in the chat? Happy Sunday. So, ah, what a week. Let's just take a moment to reflect back on the week that was, whatever that means for you, and just remember this one thing. Obviously, it's Sunday. Most of you guys are probably done working for the week. I'm sure there are some of you still out. Maybe it's dinner time if you're on the West Coast or 7 o'clock. Maybe it's later on the East Coast. It's 10 o'clock, so you're probably probably done. But some of you guys are out there still working. But let's take a minute to reflect back on the week you had. Just think about it. You can put it in the chat if you want. Think about was it a good week? Was it a positive week? Did you hit your goals? Did you become frustrated at times? Was it really an easy week? Almost a perfect week, as you as some might call it. Like everything just went well. You hit your money goals. You 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 uh, maybe made more than your goals. Maybe you had some crazy good tips. We're going to talk about tips today. Take a minute to reflect on what you accomplished in the gig world using the gig apps or maybe your W-2 or maybe your school or your whatever you got going on, your passions, your projects, your side hustles, your businesses, your relationships, whatever you got going on. Take a minute to appreciate either what you did good and recognize it or take a moment to recognize, man, I could have did I could have done better this week. Right. And then take that energy, whichever whether you had a successful week or not a good week, take that into tomorrow. Learn from it, adapt, move forward. Don't look back. Don't cry. Don't whine. Learn from it. Take a minute just to remember that, reflect on that. Just do that for me if you can. That's how we're going to start today's show. Now, topics this evening. I have an article I'm going to pull up here. I'm going to read a couple things to you guys. Um, I'm going to share with you where I got this why we're talking about it today. And I want you guys to either in the live chat and when I, I will have the StreamYard link open to share with me your opinion on what we're going to talk about today. So this is the article here. People are ticked that delivery drivers complain about stingy tips, blah, 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 in a viral New York Times article. Here are the five reasons people are basically saying that they don't want to tip and they're done with tipping and they're done, they're done, they're done. Now, I will go into those five. This is an article that was um, shown to me by Hannibal's Hungry. We did a little podcast called the Pedro and Hannibal Podcast. And we had a back and he, he asked me what I thought about these. He gave his opinions. I'm going to give you guys my opinion on what is shifting here, why, how it may affect us. And I'm going to throw a, a couple hypotheticals out to you guys, right? And I'm going to use real life results. And I'm going to use Australia because we had our boy Chris on last week. Okay. And I'm going to use his country and how DoorDash works as an example. And that's going to be the topic for this evening. Okay. Um, I'll also sprinkle in a little bit of large order program stuff for some of you, some of you that might have seen the video and been watching this channel for a while. I've been trying to get on LLP. I can't. I'm going to give you a very strong opinion on a large order program. Some of you guys will not like it. 
I'm going to upset some of you dashers out there. I'm obviously I am the guy that is always okay with that. So we're going to talk about that as well today for a moment. StreamYard link will be open. Uh, appreciate everybody for being in here already. Hit that thumbs up. Let's get the show popping. Now, before we get into that, my week this week was pretty solid. Wasn't a great earnings week. Um, I didn't work a whole lot either. I had a lot of other things going on. So I felt like for me, because I share my week with you guys, it was a pretty balanced week, pretty decent overall. was able to get a lot of things done, whether it's from YouTube to actually working the apps. Had the apps on for five days, but really only worked three and a half. And, you know, had a good date night last night, had good family time today. Very well balanced week for me. I So when I ask, let's reflect on our week. Me looking back and self-reflecting on my week, I feel really good about this week. I felt like it was a good week for me of getting things done, but also giving myself time and the people around me time. So I feel really good about that. And I look to build on that and have an, have an even better week next week. So uh, let's give a couple shout outs to the chat. And then we're going to read this article. I'm going to give you some opinions. And I want you guys to be, be I want to hear your opinions. And I really want to open a streamer link up. I want some people to come on that after you hear my opinion on some of these things and after I share some thoughts on tipping in America, because I think I'm going to surprise some of you guys. I want the people that disagree with me to join the StreamYard. I'm going to be, let me be real honest and transparent with you guys. I do not want people coming on the StreamYard that have the same thoughts as me. I want people that are like, dude, what, what did you just say? Like, I think I'm going to, those are the people I'm looking for tonight. I want to have a good respectful back and forth about tipping in America. I think I'm going to surprise some of you guys. I think this article is going to trigger some of you guys. It did trigger me a, a few ways. So that's what I'm looking for tonight. So if you've never been a part of the show and you're somebody that wants to be a part, this could be your show tonight. Uh, what up, Collins? What up, Chris? Dasher Benj, gig wise. I hate DoorDash, so I probably won't have the same thought. I know, Alex. Uh, not Alex. I know, Tim. I know you hate gig wise. And Belk, what up, Leonard? Juice goes, Daphne, Hockey PNC, Jeff, uh, Levi, what's up? What's up? Uh, la la la. All right. So, uh, the Master Dasher, what a name. Uh, Daphne, Juice, Michelle. Okay. So, Leo, what up? What up? SG61. So, uh, Blondie, Aussie, Pedro, glad to make this live. Love them. Appreciate that. This is the place to be on Sunday night. That is for sure. We've built this thing up. I think, I think we've been having these lives consistently every week for, wow, year and a half, maybe a little bit, about a year and a half, I'd say. So appreciate everybody that's showing up and uh, love the support. So the juice is loose. Okay. Let me bring up this article. But before I get into that, I am one of the people that has really coined the phrase and has been I, I, I'm the, one of the cheerleaders of no tip, no trip. I would venture to say if you look up no tip, no trip online, if you do a Google search, you're probably going to see my name and a few other people. I have a lot of videos about it. Um, I've called customers miserable human beings. I've called them clowns. I've done that as recently as in the last couple of weeks. I stand by every word that I've ever said. I have no regrets. I wouldn't take anything back that I've done on YouTube and any video I've made. I stand by a thousand percent because it led me to where I'm at today. With that being said, tipping culture, and I've outlined various reasons why I believe we should not deliver to people that don't tip, that leave an upfront tip. Some people say they're tipping cash. We'll get into that at some point. I stand by it. But tipping culture in America has gotten out of hand 
overall. And what we have to remember as DoorDash drivers is we're in a bubble, like we're delivering food, we're driving and delivering food or packages, right? So we think that tipping, we, we sometimes forget tipping is also just in a lot of other places. Well, at least it has started to, be, to become that. It's getting out of control. And I think consumers are just tired of getting hit over the head with it. They're tired of seeing content creators, whether on TikTok and Facebook and YouTube, complaining and crying in their car and making it seem as though it's the consumer's responsibility to pay us. That's the biggest thing. We'll get into that. Well, why are you mad at me? Be mad at your employer. They say that. Be mad at your boss. Well, they're not our employer. They're not our boss. We're independent, but that's a whole nother thing, right? But tipping culture has gotten out of hand. Think about any place, a lot of places you go now, a year, two, three, whatever years ago, maybe just a few months or weeks ago or days, you went to go get that coffee or that sandwich and you were never asked about a tip, never prompted to get a tip. Now, with all these computers being advanced and you have the square and you have this, you put your thing in, they flip it around and answer some questions. I was at Shake Shack picking up an order. And Shake Shack's a really popular place. They're on DoorDash. I go there pretty much every day to pick up an order. They're very popular. People love their shakes and the burgers and the cheese fries and all the stuff, right? Service is usually pretty good, right? Think about this for a second. And I'm playing devil's advocate. You walk into a, I don't know, Jack in the Box. And you go get, you want a combo meal. And the interaction you have with that Jack in the Box employee is exactly the same in most cases. And the type of work is being is exactly the same as if the Shake Shack person doing it, right? Shake Shack person, the girl, the man, whatever, and she asks asking you what you want, they ring it in, boom, boom, Jack in the Box, what do you like? Boom, 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 ring it in, payment, boom, boom. At Jack in the Box, you're probably handing them cash or handing them a debit card. They swipe it and hand it back. At Shake Shack, um, I think they do the same, and sometimes even you have to just insert it, and they they turn the little pad around and say, just answer some questions, or some of them even say, oh, it's going to ask you if you want to leave a tip or not. And there's this moment of, of awkwardness with some consumers. Well, I was at Jack in the Box yesterday and had the same exact experience. I'm ordering the same exact damn thing. They didn't ask me to tip. Now I'm at Shake Shack. They're asking me to tip. And now do I feel guilted into putting in a tip? If I hit no tip, do I feel bad? Are they going to spit in my food? Are they going to frown at me? Are they going to look at me differently? If I, if, I, if I leave a tip, should I leave a tip? Who's getting a tip? Is a girl giving me the tip that's giving me the service? Is it a tip pool? Is it shared? I haven't even, listen to this. And this is what they tell us, right, DoorDash drivers? I haven't even gotten my food yet or nothing. And I'm, I'm, I'm tipping? What am I tipping for? Who's the money going to? Now, I think some of you can have, have had that experience. When I go out, if I see that, if my service is good, if I feel, I, I usually leave a tip. I just do. I, I get it. Okay? I, I get that the companies aren't paying these employees enough sometimes. But I have no idea how much the Shake Shack person's making. No idea. They might be making more than me. No clue. Right. That's what a consumer's thinking. I'm already paying $30 for a, a shake of fries and a burger at Shake Shack with tax and a tip. That's 30 bucks. Think about that. I'm sure some of you guys can relate. Now, I'm not saying tipping needs to go away, but tonight I'm going to play devil's advocate and, and share with you why I think many of us are saying tips are down. Pedro, I'm not seeing good tips. Hard to make money, blah, blah, blah. Consumers are fighting back against the tipping culture in this country. With more and more millennials and all these people that, you know, you could call them whatever you want. Millennials, uh, woke people, all these trigger worries I think are stupid, right? 
Gen Z, Gen X, whatever generation, right? They are against a lot of these big corporations. So when they order from a DoorDash, they're already seeing the fees or seeing this or seeing that. And they're like, damn, I haven't gotten my food yet. Or I've had a bad experience last week. I got a tip, blah, blah, blah. So while I think a majority of people that don't tip are clowns and miserable and, 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 not, and uneducated and ignorant, I stand by that. I don't think it's all. I think some are just tired of tipping culture in America. They're tired of it. I think everywhere you go now, there's a tip jar. There's this, there's that. And it's. I think people are getting tired of it. And that is starting to boil over into the food delivery game. Now, do I think we deserve more of a tip than a Shake Shack front person? Fuck yeah, I do. I'm not going to lie. Yes. They have protections. They're getting some kind of benefit probably. They're they're getting an hourly wage. They're getting a lot of things. They're inside. They're not driving an automobile. They're having all their taxes and all the deductions taken care of them on their W-2 paycheck. We have none of those things. So we are actually doing more of a service most of the time, especially the ones that you guys are watching. We're providing more of a service because we're going to places and waiting and ordering and inclement weather and going upstairs and doing this and doing that and dropping feet. Yes, we do deserve a tip. But most consumers aren't. They don't think of us like that. We're not a human person to them. We are app. We are DoorDash. We are a line on a subtotal screen. Subtotal fee, taxes, tip. There's no humanization behind that. And a lot of the customers we don't even see. Think about how many deliveries you did this week. How many of those customers, what percentage of those people did you see face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball? I bet it's less than 10% of your orders that you saw face-to-face or around that. On average, I bet if we you know, all put our numbers in, I bet it's less than 10%. Tipping culture in America is getting crazy and it's affecting us, the ones that deserve the tip, because somebody at Shake Shack, somebody at Subway is asking for tips. The person at your dispensary is asking for tips. It's it's too many places. And is that a corporate problem? Could be. Is it employees asking, hey, can we ask for tips? Can we put some software in our thing? I don't know if we can make more money because they are making more money by doing that. Let's pull up this article. Let me read the chat before I get into that. I'll pull it up, and then I'm going to read the chat uh, in a second here. So let me let me see if I can get a little bit bigger for you guys. Uh, maybe I can. Okay, that's a little bit bigger. And I'm going to read and give you guys the five things, five reasons people are just like, I'm not tipping. This is stupid. Uh, but generally speaking, I know which areas are better tippers. Yeah, okay. I don't care about everybody using the tip jar anymore. The percentage of The percentage is still fine. You bought a $5 coffee, a dollar isn't going to kill you. Still 20%. Good point. Dad Dash says tips should not be the largest part of our pay, but they are, Dad Dash. I bet right now, if we took everybody's earnings, if, if I was able to look at everybody's earnings that's here, shout out to the 268, hit the thumbs up for your boy. I bet if we added up all the DoorDash pay and all the customer tips, definitely customer tips would be higher. But you are, I, I, I can see what you're saying there. Um, some people have to pay taxes on tips even if they don't get them. This is true. You pay taxes on tips if you're a server and any any credit card tips, you're paying taxes on those taxable income. Uh, yeah, if you have a server delivering food to you and taking your order, you have to tip, but I'm not tipping Jack in the box. But why tip steak, steak, uh, uh, Shake Shack? Same kind of experience. Very similar. Very similar. Subway, they're making a sandwich. So it's okay. Do you, you tip Subway? Right? They're making it in front of you, but Jack in the box is still making your food in the back. You might not be able to see them. You might not see their eyeballs. They might not ask you a question. So the experience is slightly different, but very similar. They're preparing food for you. 
So why a tip in one place and not the next? Why why don't you tip McDonald's? And listen, I know some of you guys are like, Pedro, what the fuck are you talking about? You're the tip guy. I am. But tonight I'm putting a different hat on because I believe the bigger issue is the tipping culture in America has started to slap the consumer around so much that they're tired of it. And dashers are kind of taking the brunt of that. At least, you know, what we do. I think some people are like, I'm not, I just tipped five times today. I'm not tipping for my DoorDash. I'm not tipping for, and they refuse. I, I believe that. And the real question is, can we blame them? Can we blame somebody? Well, let's get into this article. And then I'm going to open all this up. Hannibal says they work hard. Tip your strippers, guys. Yes. Do you tip strippers? Put a thumbs up in the, put a thumbs up in the chat right now. Do you, you, all the men and women, because women go to strip clubs as well. Do you tip your stripper? Do you tip your hairstylist, your barber? Do you tip your auto mechanic? Do you tip the guy that, that's taking care of your car and you're making money with your vehicle? Do you tip those people? Do you tip your mailman with a Christmas card if you if you know him or her? Who do you tip and who don't you tip? Let's read this article real quick. I'm going to pull this up. I'm going to go through these five reasons. I'm not going to be really lengthy. I'm not going to read every single bullet point. Um, and I hope you guys can still see me. I think you can. Okay. Let's go to the first one here. I'm gonna as I go through these, I'm gonna give you an opinion. Okay, this is the one I think you guys are gonna slap me around in the face at, but I'm good with it. Okay. Larger orders don't mean more work for drivers. So let's paint a scenario here. We all know that most consumers are tipping off a percentage, especially on DoorDash or when you go out to eat, whatever. And I've talked about this before, and some of you guys, you know, disagree, and that's okay. Most of the time. So let's take we're going to we're going to exclude one type of order because sometimes some of these big orders, you know, we have to set them up and maybe it's like a deliver that or something. It's like a big party for a company or some kind of team or a school. And you, you got to set it up. And I've done a couple of those. Right. And it takes you 30 minutes to set it up or maybe it's only 15, 20, but it's a little bit of work involved. Some sternos. You got to turn some things on. You got to do some things and lay napkins and plates out a little bit of effort. Right. OK. I'm excluding those orders because most of us do not do those on a daily basis. Very, very, very rare. Okay. Especially with DoorDash, right? So let's, let's give you guys a scenario. This is what consumers are saying. Larger orders don't mean more work for drivers. Uh, a $20 tip is weak, but I'm not sure I see a hundred dollar tip is justified. Wrote Tom. So imagine, you know, it's just one food delivery regardless of the value. $388 in sushi takes no more effort to deliver than two pizzas. Listen, y'all, I agree with him. It's a matter of sheer luck. If I get a sushi joint and it's two, $388 worth of food, do I expect or anticipate a bigger tip? I absolutely do because I'm going off a percentage and I'm going off what most people do, right? So if it, DoorDash is showing me $625 and I see the subtotal at $388, I'm happy. I'm like, damn, I'm about to get $50, $60, $70, $80. Bucks. It's going to be lit. Woo, I can end my day early. I'm happy, happy, happy. Thanks, Dexter, for the $499. So, Imagine you're picking up sushi, 388 bucks. So let's say that's two bags, two nice size bags, like the like the, the brown bags, handles on the top, two bags, very easy. Okay, it's five pounds in each bag, let's just say. Okay. You walk in, you pick it up, you put it in your car, hot bag or not, whatever. You drive two miles to the drop-off, you leave it on a doorstep, you ring the bell because it says to please ring the bell. You snap a photo, pretty fucking easy. $388, no more work. Imagine a McDonald's order worth $15 worth of McDonald's, a couple of value meals or whatever. Also two bags, also two miles. 
Also, leave it at the door. Also, please ring the bell. Also, take a picture. Walk to your car. The work was identical, but should the consumer give the driver more just because the subtotal is higher? Now, obviously, most people are going to tip more if the subtotal is higher, but we did the same work, right? So for me, it's just a matter of luck if you happen to get that large subtotal. That's all it is. So do DoorDash drivers, does, do, should we expect more from the consumer based on the subtotal? Now, if I drop that order off and it's and it's they left me a $20 tip on 388 a lot of you guys would be mad at that. You'd be very disappointed. Some of you would make a video. I, if I was filming a video, would be like, damn, that's a low tip. But I'd still be happy with it because I made $20 and 22. I made 22 bucks, let's just say, for two miles. I'm not mad, but maybe I'm surprised. But I think many of you would be upset, mad, livid. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Especially maybe if you had to wait a while, right? Because you anticipated more. But the, the, the kind of work that we did was the same as the McDonald's. Maybe it was easy. Maybe it was easier. So that's the number one thing. Like one of the five large orders don't mean more work for drivers. Most of the time, I think that is a true statement. Most of the time, not all the time. I want you don't get my words twisted. Beat me up in the comments. I'm fine with it. That's my opinion. I want somebody to come on here tonight and tell me different. Second one. I'm going to go through these fast. Drivers shouldn't expect the same tips as restaurant workers. Now, this one, I could debate this till, um, till this person. Uh, what, what was wrong with that $20 tip wrote Len from Pennsylvania and comment with 3,300 recommendations? It's not as if the driver cooked the food. He didn't provide table service. He just delivered the package. Let me tell you something. What's, what's your name? Len. Let me tell you something. We have no protections. We're driving our own automobile. It's, it's not the same as a server. Now, some things servers do could be more difficult and more stressful than us. And some things we do is more stressful and more difficult than them. We're driving our own automobile. We're outside. We're ordering for you. We're doing, we're doing a lot, okay? So if you think you shouldn't tip a driver because we're less than a server, you're a fool. That's all, that's all the attention I'm going to give you. What's his name? Len. Yeah, I can't rock with that. What do y'all think? Drivers shouldn't expect the same tips as restaurant workers? Stupid. Absolutely stupid. Don't believe that one. Third one. Drivers should be tipped based on how difficult their delivery was. Now, this one's interesting because imagine this, okay? Not all, not all deliveries are difficult. I would say I'll share my perspective. You guys could talk amongst yourselves in the chat. I can't read the whole chat, but I'll we'll get interactive soon. Don't worry. Most of my deliveries are pretty fucking easy. Most. It's the ones that aren't that stand out. It's, those are the ones that we think about. Those are the ones we make videos about. I've done it. I'm guilty of it. Most deliveries are pretty easy. Okay. Most. Now we do have the ones, you know, and I think to their point, you know, I was fully, I was fully under the impression uh, that you, that you tip a delivery driver person based on a ge geographic length of the delivery, blah, 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 like the distance, things like that. Most people don't care. Most people do not care where their food's coming from. Sometimes they don't even know. They're running from Chick-fil-A that they think is a mile away, but it's coming from a Chick-fil-A 10 miles away because the app works like that or whatever, right? They have no idea. Okay. Unless they're calling the particular local joint themselves, they might know, yeah, it's a couple miles away or it's 20 miles away, right? But should we be paid based on difficulty? So if somebody's in an apartment, 20 stories up, somebody's at work, they understand it's hard to get in. You got to sign an iPad to get in. You got to go up an elevator. You got to put a door code in. Uh, if you if you know you live in a place where it's like driving in the middle of nowhere. I got some of that here in St. Louis. Many of you guys have it too. Driving up a really steep hill. It's snowy, you know, inclement weather, like. If the, if the drop-off's more difficult, should we be paying more? Listen, I think we should. 
I think if there is, if there's inclement weather, usually sometimes there's probably a peak pay. So the apps kind of take care of that or surge with Uber or whatever, or Instacart has the heavy lift pay, right? Something, whatever they call it, heavy pay. And they give you a few, a little bit more, which is stupid, but whatever. It should be more than they give you. But yeah, I mean, should I, do I deserve the same amount of money from DoorDash or the consumer? If one of them is a mile away, leave it at the door, boom. And it's like so easy. And then the other one's five miles away. Door code, gate code, elevator, six floors, drop off. They didn't give me good instructions. Yeah, I should I should be paid more. The customer should pay me more. The company should pay me more based on the amount of time. Because it's all about time, right? If, I'm, if it's a difficult drop off or whatever, the difficulty probably equates more time. So yes, we should be paid more. That's my opinion on that. Fourth one. Real quick, almost done. Why should the customer be responsible for paying these workers a living wage? This is the juicy one here. This is the juicy one here. Because the companies do get away with paying us a low wage because we're independent. So they can do that. And they know people are going to still do this work. The turnover rate's incredibly high, right? Others uh, others said that, con- that con- customers' tipping habits shouldn't be blamed for gig workers' financial struggles. I feel for them, but tipping culture in the U.S. has gone berserk, wrote SJ from Chicago in a comment with 3,300 recommendations. You don't address the root cause and solve wage issues, rather cruelly cruelly force people to live on someone else's generosity. And that's been happening for really hundreds of years in this country, right? But what I would say to that is SJ from Chicago. Yeah, if they pay us, if they pay us a fair wage, if they made every trip. 10 bucks or whatever and paid us extra for mileage, we'd be happy, right? But you guys as a consumer are always going to pay for it. So stop stop acting like you don't know how business works and economics works. And Come on, SJ, let's be rational here. If they pay us more, they're going to shift the cost to you. All businesses do it. So you're going to pay the same, probably if not more for that burrito than if you just put a couple dollars on the table or in our pocket. So SJ, really ignorant comment there. It's just, it makes no... You know, I get it, but the consumer is always going to pay. So we're really then we're going to go back to this. Well, now you're overcharging me. And now the companies won't be able to facilitate as many deliveries. Consumers will stop ordering less and then there'll be less drop, less money for us to make. The the financial structure of the country would start to look a little weird because then a lot of other people wouldn't have money to buy this and buy that. And maybe SJ has some kind of shop. People aren't going to be able to do his shop now because they don't have money. And it's a really a ripple effect. And really, it all starts with, are you, can you just be a kind, gen, generous human being and understand and leave a tip to somebody doing something for you that you can probably do yourself? So it starts with you, SJ. But I can talk about that for a whole nother life. And number five. Papa, Gig work was never intended to be a full-time job. Now, this is where Pedro's going to really piss some people off. Now, I don't disagree with that. I don't. I think a lot of us can do this full time. But like I've said for the last two years, it's very, very small percentage that can sustain this type of work full time. And really, I think the app is designed in a way that we're not supposed to do it long time for a long period of time. And that's why we see so many drivers that are frustrated, because those are typically the ones that are doing it long time and they're frustrated. They're fu- But it's not supposed to be. That's not the intention of it. It's not the intention. It's just my opinion. I'm ready to get beat up in the live stream tonight in the comments. 
I don't believe this work is intended to be a full time job for a majority of us. I'm not telling I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm speaking in generalizations. I, I, as an influencer on YouTube and in this community, one of many great ones, would not recommend somebody leaving a W-2 job if they're if they're making a good money on a W-2 to do this work full time and not have an uh, end, an end game, an end goal. I definitely would not recommend it because most people won't can't sustain this full time. It's my opinion. I'm ready to fight and argue. The gloves are on tonight. Those are the five reasons. So let me go ahead and get back into the stream yard with you guys. Um, I know I've shared a lot. I've ranted. I've rambled. Shout out to Hannibal Sungin for bringing this uh, article to my attention. Let me let me read some comments. I'm going to put the StreamYard link up. Um, we are freelancers. I value the flexibility. Dadesh got a Malta app for sure. Pedro, has anyone seen that DoorDash is charging the customer an extra dollar that's supposed to go to the drivers? Hold on. Uh, in some markets, I think that's true. There are some markets where the city has capped the percentage they can charge the restaurants, that, that doors can charge restaurants. So there, a lot of places have put what's called a regulatory fee. I have one in St. Louis, St. Louis regulatory fee. At least I did. I don't know if it's still there or not. Um, but I have heard of that, but I don't think it's nationwide. I could be wrong. You guys tell me in the comments if I am. Um, all right. Let me, let me pin this stream ad for you guys. I got the topics laid out for you. I've voiced my opinion. I don't think. It's justified that we should make more money based on the subtotal. Just don't. I think it's luck. I think we have to just say, hey, I feel grateful. I feel lucky that they sent me that offer with a high subtotal. If if it's the same amount of work now, I don't want nobody coming. What page do I have to set up this catering? It took me an hour and a half. That's different. I'm talking about a sushi order for 388 bucks. Why do we deserve more money from that? Just because it's more. we didn't do more work? The reason we will get more is we're just lucky. We happen to be DoorDash graced us with that order. We happen to be able to pick it up. We got lucky. That's it. Right. There's no, you know, we think about it like this. Like if you're somebody that thinks the person at a W-2 should be paid more based on their effort, the time, the energy, their skill level. I do. I believe that the, the, the better worker should be paid more. So what's the difference in food delivery? If the work is equal, why why make more than somebody else? I don't know. I'm ready to get beat up tonight. I'll say that. I'm playing devil's advocate. Tipping culture in America has gotten a little crazy. And I think because it's gotten so crazy, it's affecting us good drivers. And that's why it upsets me. And that's why I, I still believe in no tip, no trip. But it's been a ripple effect. Okay. Let me go ahead and share this with you guys. And let's get this show cracking tonight. And I'm looking for people that all those five things I just said, I voiced my opinion on them. I'm looking for difference of opinion. I don't want somebody coming up saying, yeah, Pedro, I agree with you. I want a difference of opinion tonight. It's my show. That's what I'm looking for. I want to learn. I want to hear somebody else's perspective. I'm being very clear. That is what the show is tonight. If you're not ready for that, please just sit back, watch, and enjoy. Okay? So come with a different viewpoint. Come teach me something tonight. Tell me why I'm off base. Tell me like, Pedro, no, dude, this is why that sushi order should pay us more. We should demand more. This is why this should be full-time work. Pedro, we, we you know, tipping culture is fine the way it is. Everybody should tip. I, I want to hear, because I don't think that, that, I don't think tipping culture is okay. I think it's getting worse 
year by year. Okay. Um, oh, is this? What's the show? What's the name of the show tonight? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me make sure I got the right one because I got a different one there. Okay. So let me go ahead and copy this link. I'm going to pin it at the top of the chat. So anybody that's coming in, um, paste, boom. Uh, the tip as a reflection of what a tip is, and it should be a gra- uh, grat- gratitude, gratitude, gratuity, gratuity. Okay. Okay. Let me, hold on. I got to pin this before the chat goes crazy. Hold up. Oh, man. What's happening here? Pin. There we go. Pin message. Okay. Streamer link is open. It's pinned up at the top. I'm going to read some read some comments here. Let me go ahead and pull. Oh, I gotta pull my ticker on. I've already rambled. What time is it? Woo, we've gone 32 minutes. Your boy is on fire tonight. All right, let's go ahead and go here. I gotta put the ticker at the bottom. Bam, bam. I think we got a little banner too somewhere. Let me see. Tipping culture in America. Okay. I'm gonna make that smaller though. Can I make it smaller? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that one. Okay. I'm sure I missed some really good comments. Jump on Levi. Give us another 20 minutes. Ooh, okay. Well, I don't know what that means, but 20% tip for delivery drivers. Okay. I'm going to, before I get in too far, I mentioned Australia. Hannibal, what up? Tip your hairstyles, especially if they're making you look fly. Facts. Lately, I've been going to, I used to kind of trim my own beard or not trim it. I've been trying to keep it a little bit cleaner, and I go to a girl every two weeks. And uh, they only charge seven bucks to do a beard trim, which is like really cheap, right? But I get like the MVP deal where it's like, anyways, but I tip her. I tip her like 15 bucks. Like she does a great job. She takes care of me. She does it pretty, pretty decent for me. I tip her 15 bucks. But I also do that because when I go in there the next time, and I've gone a few times now, she's going to take care of me. Like she's going to maybe put me in the front of the line or maybe not or what. Like she's going to take care of me because I'm taking care of her. So it's a relationship you're building, right? But in food delivery, it's different. We don't, some of us have relationships with our consumers, but, you know, it's not like you're seeing the same person every day, right? So it's a little bit different. You might deliver somebody to something once and you might never see them again. Or maybe you only see them once or twice again in the next couple of months. So the relationships are very different. Okay. So I see a couple of people popping in. Uh, remember, different of opinion. That's what we're looking for tonight. So I see Tony. I see Bud Soto. I'll bring you guys in in a minute. Um, I want to go ahead and get to the top here. Um, oh, I mentioned Australia. So we had Chris, uh, YouTube content creator, Chris Boy. Uh, he's. I'm going to have him on for a one-on-one sometime in uh, June or July. We're going to book something for you guys. And we're going to talk deeper dive into Australia, how it works over there. They don't have a tipping culture in Australia. And they get paid, as he showed us, per kilometer. It's a base pay of like four or five bucks per order. And they get paid based on distance. And I made a video, I don't know, a while ago, talking about what if we were like taxi drivers? You know, you get in an old taxi on the side of the taxi or the van or the cab. It would say, a, you know, $2 to get in, a $1.50 additional passenger, you know, what a dollar or two a mile, whatever. And then it had like the fees on there, right? So the drivers are getting paid based on the distance they were going, the amount of passengers they were doing, right? So why can't it be like that in DoorDash or Uber? Why can't we just make everything, the consumer would just be charged based on the distance they are from the restaurant or the type of building they live in, right? 
or the the type of things that you know like if, is it a, uh, a a shop and pay is it just a drop off is it from a fancy restaurant where the wait time is going to be longer so then we get more based on wait time because uber pays you for wait time a little bit i think sometimes right um and then if it's like a fast pickup like mcdonald's maybe it's a little bit less i don't know right i think the ai could figure that out for us right why couldn't we just be paid on that and then we'd see all the information so the DoorDash offer screen would show McDonald's, five miles, eight dollars. Estimated time, twenty minutes. So if it goes over that twenty-minute time because of traffic, because of slow restaurant, then you're going to get paid a little bit more than that eight bucks. And if the customer and the customer doesn't even have to tip, they're being charged a particular wage or a particular amount based on where they live, distance to the restaurant, type of restaurant they're ordering from. Wouldn't that make things easier? I don't know. I, I, maybe it would in some cases. Maybe it would in other cases. I have no idea. Let's see what you guys got to say. Kim, what's up, Kim? I would love to hear Kim's perspective on this. Kim, what if DoorDash and these companies didn't even ask a tip of the, co the consumer? We got paid fairly based on mileage, wait time, difficulty of drop-off. We didn't even, we would see full payouts. There'd be no hidden tips, no nothing. What do you say to that? What up, Red? Our show long is take them answer over the door. Hello, Pedro. You are the bet. What up, Eric? I just think that, you know, the tipping culture in America has gotten a little bit crazy. I really believe it has. And that's probably that's weird coming from me, right? Because I, I tip very well when I go out. Uh, I, I require tips when I do delivery. Anita says, if you don't want to tip at least 20%, I don't think you should be having someone else do things for you. If you can't afford it, cook at home. That's a lot of drivers say that. Nomadic, what up? I don't know where in California you've been, but it has been sunny. Okay. Delivering with Ellen, what up? All right, let's put the headphones on. I'm going to let these two gentlemen come in. So we have Bud Soda and we have the Driven Dad. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Make a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at Anthony. Dude, Pedro, if you just want to talk to your friends, call them. Don't have a chat. Unreal. Anthony, I have no idea what you're talking about, but thanks for watching. Okay. Let's go. Tony and Bud Soda. Gentlemen, what do you say about the topics tonight? Go ahead, Tony. Hey, what's up, Pedro? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. So um, I just think that if you're not you, but the, the article you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That perspective, why would you think, oh, I'm going to tip everywhere else that I don't think should get a tip, but the places that do deserve a tip, I'm going to not tip. Mm. Give, give me an example. So like the steak and shake or shake shack and um, the auto mechanic and all this yeah. other stuff like yeah. that are if they're starting to put tip um, expectations out to the customers, but like your pizza driver, your Domino's driver, your Chinese food driver, your DoorDash mm -hmm. driver, your Uber driver, like that's where you should still tip and just decide not to 
tip in the out of control tip culture that started. Yeah, I get your point. So you're saying, yeah, tips have gotten to where they're like kind of everywhere. So it should right. be on the consumer to recognize what is a fair place to tip and what isn't a fair place. It doesn't yeah, mean it, to, just sounds it doesn't like mean to punish the, the it doesn't mean to punish the ones that have been getting tips. Right. And it just tips. sounds like those are the people that don't tip anyways. And now they're just using this as an excuse to um, have a platform like, oh, now I'm not going to tip because all these places say I want you to tip. So nobody gets a tip like nobody mm. was getting a tip from these people in the first place. Mm. Yeah, it could be. You don't think that there's been some people that have were tippers, you know, just generally speaking, but now they're just kind of tired of it. You don't think there's a, a subset of those people? Uh, there could be, but that would probably be more based off of the experience of the service. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Bud Soto, what do you but, say? Oh, Bud Soto's busy. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I just went out of mute. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so everyone's saying like, okay, yeah, the mechanic is something you don't expect to tip. But think about it. Most shops, like, yeah, there's a lot of overhead. But these corporate chains, they can afford to pay their guys more. But they still don't. And these are the ones actually putting the tip incentive and i heard a couple of the corporate chains were so like i would not even give it to the register it's a gift quote unquote to do it the um not to be too political but do it the libertarian tax-free way mm -hmm. and just straight up give them a 10 or 20 if you appreciate their service when they're doing your oil change or tire rotation or whatever that you know or more advanced stuff because a lot of these guys are making a buck or two above minimum wage when they got to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on like tools think of how much the average snap on tools that costs even the basic set is like five thousand dollars for the toolbox in a set so these guys are spending a immaculate amount of money they go to school for a lot of it like even if they just do the technical school but in a lot of states they're taking away the free one through the high school so they have to pay for that now and to use those computers and stuff to and to pay for those is ridiculous amounts of money so everyone whining uh, oh my god everyone wants a tip ah. okay if you're mad that your shake that your shake shack's asking for a tip but the uh what do you say jack-in-the-box doesn't go wait mm -hmm. in the long line at the jack-in-the-box then if you don't want to pay mm -hmm. oh but i want it now oh, okay do you want it and then on the sushi thing like a lot of times i'm almost right on top of the place and tony mentioned this in the chat too a lot mm -hmm. of times you have to wait for the if it's three hundred seven dollars sushi. That's a lot of sushi. And those guys work fast. They work their ass off in here, and you know, I'm like someone else in the chat. Oh, your place sucks. No, my place is awesome. Most regular orders are ready, sitting there waiting, or it's like two minute wait. Mm -hmm. And all those don't roll the tip back. But every single time, I think except once in the past six months that I've taken an LOP hundred dollars or more, they've rolled the tip back to five dollars or less on me. So. Mm -hmm. That's very frustrating when I sat there and waited for them 15, 25 minutes. And mm -hmm. I don't feel guilty about stacking on those anymore because of that. So I want to ask Tony a question because I mentioned uh, Bud Soda just kind of touched on it. And then Bud Soda, yeah. you could uh, help answer. So let me, so I gave the scenario like they did an article, you know, the sushi is 388 bucks, right? And then let's say there's a, another delivery for a $15 McDonald's, right? The, the, right. the distance, the distance is the same. The effort's the same. Let's say you don't have to wait on the sushi. Like, okay. should we, should we be pay, should we be as drivers as third party couriers uh, dropping, you know, picking something off, dropping it off? Should we be paid more 
based on a subtotal. What do you say to that? Um, I, in my opinion, <clears throat> yes, because I've always tipped that way, even before I was a food delivery driver or an Uber driver. But, mm-hmm. um, and I'm talking delivery wise. Um, but the reverse question I have for you is if, if it's not based off subtotal, why would it, why wouldn't the tip be, um, assumed that you should all, everybody should tip at the higher rate versus the lower rate. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting a $15 McDonald's and the $400 sushi order, should not the tip be the same on the high end for everything versus the low end? I'm not sure I understand what you mean. You mean like, do I think that like, do I th- okay. It's the efforts the same for $15 McDonald's. You're going to get like a $3 tip for that. Yeah, yeah, but the three dollar tip on the sushi. Why wouldn't it be like um, sixty dollars for the sushi and sixty dollars for the McDonald's, whether or not the the price is the same? Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't expect somebody to tip me sixty bucks for fifteen dollars with McDonald's, but I guess should right, I? Ex- that's you know should I expect why I'm somebody making to- that argument? Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. So it doesn't make sense why when you're ordering a lot of food you should tip higher. Hmm. No, I, well, I get what you're saying. I think, I think for me, like if somebody ordered 300 and whatever dollars worth of sushi and they left me a $20 tip, I might be surprised by it because I was anticipating a 15 or 20%, but I'm not going to be upset. You know what I'm saying? You know, because it's still 20, it's still 20 bucks. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. I want to be upset with the $20 payout on a, a sushi order. As much as it would be a eight dollar payout on a sushi order, that's four hundred dollars. Yeah, like I especially since I know not just sushi, but especially sushi on LOPs, you're waiting there for those orders to be completed because they're that big and they Mm -hmm. ordered it through DoorDash, so it's not like it was pre scheduled where the the restaurant knew that they needed to prepare for that. Exactly. Yes. 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 But listen, but but soda, but hold on, but soda, but hold on. So I get that, but I'm saying, are we really doing? Are we doing more work? Absolutely, because I could be making more money delivering other things. While if if the if the apps didn't penalize you for leaving and coming back when the restaurant says it's going to be 20 minutes you could go mm-hmm. do a quick order and be back and it's still five more minutes to wait mm-hmm. but no they will penalize you they'll give you a contract violation if it's grubhub they can uh decide that you're uh you're gonna not be able to schedule blocks so you have to do the grubhub now thing or whatever uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be available versus schedule so they penalize you for that stuff but so go ahead what's your you're gonna say something go ahead so okay so even on the pre-schedules i've been to uh red robins where um they were a pre-schedule but it wasn't right at open so they didn't start it until it was basically due and i had to sit there and wait 20 minutes thank goodness i did end up being 40 something dollars but you know the fact that even if it's an easy cater quote unquote pre schedule on any app, forget DoorDash. And you know, you can't just feel entitled and like, oh, I paid all this money, I gotta take some of this tip back. That's like taking the tip away from your wait staff at the restaurant when, you know, you had a two hundred dollar bill because oh my God, I spent all this money. What am I doing? 
that's your problem. You spent that money. You don't want to spend that money. You make it yourself or you go pick it up yourself. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. saying. No, I'm listen, I'm a I'm an advocate for if you can't afford to, you know, take somebody and make a sandwich. I listen, I I was gonna order something today. And a part of me, I was sitting around with the kid. We were just hanging out, watching basketball, just having a very relaxing day. I was like, oh, you know what? A pizza sounds good right now. I was like, yeah, I started to order it. It was going to be like 25 bucks. I was like, nah, I got some I got some dirty rice mix. I got some turkey sausage. And I made food and it didn't cost me anything but like the $3 I spent at the grocery store, which I had already spent. Right. So for me, I'm always like, yeah, if you don't feel like you can afford or want to spend the money for the fees and the service and the tip then yeah, you should make a sandwich or some rice or something because that's the better choice. I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel my matter of inconvenience or like my luxury or my gluttony. I shouldn't like not tip somebody because I'm feeling that way and make somebody else go get my food when I can just make a sandwich, you know, like to me, yeah, I'm definitely for that. But I also, I think it's, I think it's, I think for me, it's, we're lucky. I think, yeah, there are times we're going to have to wait for orders, but we still have that decision. If you get there, hey, okay, it's going to be 20 minutes. We have the choice to drop it or whatever, right? They give us that leeway in all the apps. We don't have to stay. Um, but for me, it's like, you know, in, in the cases where I'm picking up, let's just not call it a $300 order because most of us aren't seeing those on a regular basis. Even if you have LOP, we're not seeing 300s on a regular. But we could see a $100 order from a Papa John's. It could be five pizzas. I could walk in, those pizzas could be ready. And, you know, do I deserve more money for that than the McDonald's order? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you guys. What do you say to that? But so like most, you know, most likely no. And then if you're a responsible driver, even if it's not the freebie bags, you definitely went and bought a catering bag. And if that's enough to have to use your catering bag too, then you went and paid for that. So why not? Because you are actually properly prepared some of these yazoos they never even if they have are given a freebie one they just throw it somewhere in their car and never use the thing mm-hmm. so i know i know you know there's wool versus actual but at the same time i think it does matter especially with pizzas you know there's a lot of heat that radiates off them so if you if it's a 30 degree day out pretend it was a couple months back in st louis and you didn't use your bag those pizzas would be ice cold by the time you brought them to the door if you had to but so I got to mute you, man. It's really bad static. Anyways, uh, Tony. So um, was there anything else in the article? Any of the other three things? You know, they talked about, you know, uh, this shouldn't be a full time job or, you know, uh, they talked about why should I have to pay your wage? Your company should pay. Is there anything else that you saw in that article that kind of that you had an opinion about? Yeah, the hold on one second. Let me mm-hmm. drop this food off to this person. And I see JP, I see you in the back. I'm going to bring you up in a minute. I'm, I see Hector, I see Gigwise. I'll bring you guys up when uh, me and Tony and Bud uh, Soda are finished. I'll yeah. bring you three up. I'll just mention real quick I'm sorry about the statics, probably me moving in and out of the car. Is that I really think that if you do work hard at this, and you do that, I'm not asking for a $60 tip on 300 bucks. But if you don't at least select 10, you're kind of a piece of trash in my opinion. No offense, I'm just saying, like, go get it yourself, that's fine. That's just my argument. I got mute, but so it's really staticky, man. Um, Tony, whenever you're ready, go ahead and yeah, jump in. I'm back. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Um, well, that's one thing I don't really disagree with is the customers 
having the tip to give us a living wage. Mm -hmm. um, the companies do need to probably pay us more, um, but they don't. And as far as full-time job, I don't know about DoorDash but and Grubhub, but Uber and Lyft for sure set things up where they want you to be a full-time driver. Look at the quest. It's like 80 trips. Yeah. I had one this week that was 80. I was like, man, that's a, that's a lot for rideshare. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's, that's lot, what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's not meant to be a full-time job, but yet they like make you have to work full-time to get the maximum pay. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, it, that's a, that's a really good point. Rideshare definitely do, does that with the quest and promo. Sometimes they'll float you on, you know, three, right. three, four, five trips for a hundred, but that's very rare. I might see one of those a year, maybe. Um, and it's usually when I haven't been on the app for a while and they wanted to get me back a little bit, but right. good point on that. But my opinion is also that regardless of what the company pays, that shouldn't mm -hmm. like, I know that I go to restaurants where the, the serving staff does not make the server's minimum wage, but mm -hmm. I still tip them a really good amount. Yeah. No, I hear that a hundred percent. And now it's, now <laughs> you know it's hard I mean? to, yeah. Now it's like some places I know they might pay the based on your city or your state, you know, they might make three, four or five bucks. Some from some places are paying the bartender 10, $12 an hour. Right. And then they're making tips and they're making a good living, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tip them less because the boss is paying them more, you know? Um, right. You know, but, but I do think, I do agree. I, I do think the companies can do a better job of compensating workers, even if it's not, just with base pay, it could be with other things, certain type of benefits or rewards or a gas this or, you know, something to kind of just show a little more uh, of the care value, as I call it, uh, to keep. And, and, and it would retain more drivers, I think, as well. And right. it would but serve them I, better in the long run. So that's where I agree with you on that point, too, though, uh, that the apps are set up for turnover because yeah, they don't want sure. smart drivers. They want drivers who don't know the loopholes mm -hmm. and the strategies to maximize income because mm -hmm. that means that you know they're not having their um point a to point b times at the ideal amount yeah no i agree their, for their bottom line you know i agree 100%. so they want they want stupid drivers not like they're stupid but ignorant i guess like they don't yeah they want new they want new drivers because we were all there at one point and i think that they also realized that the turnover is really high so they, they could they could you know the the ogs or the vets will fall off and even the new people will fall off and they'll bring a new crop in and they'll just still kind of just take whatever or not know right. any better and it, it, it well, serves their they, labor costs better you know that's why they don't give veterans drivers any sort of incentives to um remain a driver because they really don't want them yeah no it's a good point good point tony thanks man i know you're out there making money be safe uh bud soda thank you i'm gonna bring in the thank next you. three uh ladies and gentlemen's coming up uh, i appreciate right. you guys sharing your opinions very much and have a great night appreciate you, you as well thanks thanks, tony. Yeah. thanks guys okay so all right so i see jp i see a name i've never seen before and I have to say this. I know Hector, JP, and Gigwise. The the name that's behind I, you have an avatar. I can't bring you on unless I unless I either see a face or I know the person. So sorry for that. If you're new, I get it. If you don't want to show your face, you don't have to. But I can't bring you on the screen without that. So just got just got to be transparent and give you a heads up with that.
Okay, so I'm going to read a couple comments before I bring these uh, next panelists up to talk about tipping in America, the tipping culture. Is it out of hand? Should we as drivers, should we make more just because the subtotal is higher? Should we do this work full time? Um, should tipping go away? Should we go to an Australia model to where you're just getting paid by mileage, distance, time? Would that be more fair? Would it serve us as drivers better? Would it serve the company and consumer better? Right? Um, I think in some cases it might. and It would be a very big shift. I think some of us would make more. Some might make less. So, you know, it, who, who knows, right? But is the tipping, is it getting out of control? Are we, are the consumers, and we're all consumers. So I think we can all relate on some level. And I realize most of us, you know, because we're making money on tips, when we go out to eat, I'm sure we are probably tipping. Granted that we get a good experience and everything's okay, right? But I don't feel, I feel like the average American, especially people that never done a service job, I think they're just kind of tired of it. I really believe they are. And talking with friends this week, some family, reading comments, looking at some stories and blogs that were written, I feel consumers are tired of it. I think, and I think, especially some of the younger ones, they're like so anti establishment, anti government, anti big business, and they want those businesses held accountable and they want companies like DoorDash or whoever to pay their workers better. And they don't want to feel the responsibility of that. And I understand that to, to a certain degree. All right, let's read some comments here. Of course, you should make more with a higher subtotal. It's more responsibility. Kevin Anderson, it's not always more responsibility. I would have to vehemently disagree with you on that statement. There have been many times I've gone to a McDonald's and waited for a $5 payout, let's just say, going a mile or two. Whereas I've walked into a Papa John's and had a $60 order and I walked in, it was ready and I dropped it off to the local uh, the school I go to or, or, or a hospital and it was easier than the McDonald's. So I don't understand that. Um, that's not always true. Your larger subtotal does not mean more work. That's not a true statement. Sometimes it does, but the same can be said for sometimes a small subtotal could be more work. There's a lot of other factors there. We don't make the food. We carry it and we pick it up. We pick it up and we drop it off. We're not making food. We're not bagging it up. Um, you know, that large subtotal order could be a leave it at the door really easy. It could be at a hospital. They meet you outside. You hand it to them. The low subtotal order could be five stories up elevator gate code. So subtotals are subjective, too, I think, a little bit. What up, Levi? Better than door trash. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's see. So Grubhub does pay better. I literally can't even see myself doing DoorDash consistently. Well, Grubhub, though, they just don't have the market share. So I think Grubhub's very market dependent on if you're going to be able to make a living based on how how many merchants they have and how Grubhub does their business from uh, area to area. Bro, I tip homeless people more than two bucks. <laughs> That's funny, actually. I don't tip more than $2 for anything. So Sammy says, you got a Chicago Bears hat on. I see you, Sammy. I don't tip more than $2 for anything. Wow. Well, good luck in the chat because uh, I think a lot of people would disagree with you on that. Okay, let's bring up these next panelists up real quick. Um, but we're filling drinks. Oh, <laughs> Jeff says, but we're filling drinks. Listen, I'm going to ask you a question before I bring in these guys. How many drinks did you guys fill up this week? I want to see numbers right now. Okay, I feel like it's like it's split. Some some of y'all love to do don't or don't mind doing drinks, and other of you guys hate it. I've seen petitions, don't do drinks anymore. 
How many drink cups did you fill up this week? Put put the number in the chat right now. I'm going to sit back for a minute. JP, Hector, uh, Tim, you guys, one second. I want I want to see these comments real quick. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Eight zero zero two zero six zero five to seven five to six zero zero seven. So the zero is either the people that hate doing it or they just don't mind it, but they didn't have any opportunity. Uh, 65 deliveries, four drinks, six, 14. Uncle Charles, that's a lot. Easy rider, 10 to 15. Zeros. I'm seeing a lot of zeros. I'm seeing five, six, um, 12. Wow. What was the question? I was on the phone. Gig Tim, how many drinks did you fill up this week? Wingstop. Uh, in our market, what? Wingstop. Uh, what's the other one that gives you a cup? Uh, Penn Station, is it? No. No, Firehouse, Wingstop. There's another one that gives us cup. Slim Chickens. Yeah, how many drinks did you do? Zero this week. I think one last week. Okay, already pre-packaged. Okay, yep. Five to six. Okay. KFC. Okay, yeah, Wingstop. Wingstop is a number one culprit, I think. Okay, so I don't see a lot. I mean, not a lot. It's uh, Half of you guys have done a lot. I see a lot of zeros, though, right? So for me, you know, I don't think I don't think drinks are a big issue. Um, and I'll say this for the, for the ones that think it's like really bad, I, I, I'm not seeing any news stories about anybody getting sick. I'm not seeing anything about anybody. I'm not seeing any news stories about, I'm not seeing anything significant about drinks. I think if it was as big of a deal as some of us think it was, I think the health departments would be on it, but I, I don't feel like it's a big deal. I, I I'm probably the minority in that, but I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it, but. Okay, um, that's a whole nother day, whole nother topic. Let's bring up this next panelist. We got JP. What's up, JP? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Hector, what's oh. up, man? Yo, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Go Knicks. I know. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Tim, Gigwise, what's up, bro? Can you hear us? Can Can I hear you? Say something. You what's mute? going on? I have my oh, mic here. muted. Oh, you're good. No, you're yeah, good. I just... Want to make sure the connection is good. And I got Matrix as well. Let me bring Matrix in real quick. Matrix, how you doing, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? All right. So let's start with JP. JP, you've been in. You know, you've been hearing the topics, the five lists I gave for the consumers. Uh, give me your perspective on what you've been hearing tonight so far. What I've heard. I, I, you know, first off, I don't. I I do think that the more. Uh, I don't know. I'm hearing an echo. Did, are you hearing? Yeah, hold that? On. Uh, it, we're good now. Go ahead. Okay. So I, what I, uh, Nope. Hold on. Let me mute. Uh, let me, I'm going to put it off in the background just to make sure there's nothing there. How about now? We're good. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I, what I am, uh, what I would say is just based on how we have it arranged today, we have to uh, have it be like a percentage and the higher the ticket, the more it has to be. If it went to the model that you described, mm-hmm. uh, really, we'd become W-2 employees because mm-hmm. it, you would be paid by the hour, by the mm-hmm. expense and all the rest. And and frankly, I don't know that that's not the, the, the worst. I don't know that that's the worst thing in the world. I wouldn't do it anymore, but mm-hmm. that's that's OK. Um, I, I'd find other ways to go ahead and actually do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't uh, I do think that there is more work. You know, if you have a four hundred dollar order. It's more than two two bags. It's uh, I I delivered uh, two four hundred dollar orders today. 
All right. And mm -hmm. and now granted, they were going to a baseball to a professional baseball team and they were uh, it was a prearranged catering. So they there is more that goes into those. Mm -hmm. But most mm -hmm. large orders like that, you have more. You got to put you got to have the hot bags to handle it. You got to have all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So and I get it. You know, the consumer doesn't necessarily recognize it, but they should. And yeah, I think that's a good pay. point, JP. The consumer doesn't recognize it. So there's yeah. some ignorance there. And I think that that's where the disconnect comes, though. But good point. Go ahead. And, and and so I would say on all of it is that, I, you know, if they change it, they change it. That's perfectly fine. I mean, it, this week I, I sent it. I put it into the, the, the chat, but mm -hmm. I made 930. And I just and I haven't finished. I didn't finish until about 930 tonight. But I, um, but with what I have in right now, I have nine hundred and thirty dollars in tips, and I made fifteen hundred and you know fifteen hundred plus this week. Mm -hmm. So, if it, it, you know if tips went away, uh, I, I don't think they pay me the rest of that. Okay, so and and that's that's where the problem would be. Now, should should DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, all of these companies pay a higher wage? Yeah, they should. Will they? And not until they're not until they're forced to. And that's where my that's where I'm at right now. And that's what I, I talked to my congressperson uh, last week and said exactly the same thing to her mm -hmm. was, hey, you know, they're not going to change if you don't force them to change, because why should they? Um, yeah, you know, the people yeah. that are com the people that are complaining. The last thing I'll say is the bleeding heart liberals from The New York Times are having this be said only so that they can get clicks and views mm. and, and, and sell more. They don't sell papers anymore, but they get their clicks and views. That's why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. They're the ones getting paid three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. And they I'm talking about the younger folks are the ones that created DoorDash and, and Uber and, and uh, Instacart and all the rest of these apps. That's that's the people that did this. And they're getting, you know, the people that created it are getting filthy rich on it. And the people that work there are getting filthy rich on it. And, mm. and, and you know, you can work at a, uh, like a company like uh, uh, DoorDash. And even the analysts are now saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're paying a billion dollars in employee stock um, uh, compensation. That's just too much money for a company losing money. Mm. Uh, and, and same thing with Uber. It was almost $2 billion. Okay. Mm. And the, and the and now no one's attacking them yet, but that's only because they're contributing so much to these companies in right. the form of advertising and everything else. That's right. going to come home to roost, okay? And that's no, it will, it, it will, it the, the bubble will pop. Yeah, and it's not I, a say, yeah, you know, it's, it's popped once before in yeah. the, in this kind of an industry, and I just think that something else will come along when it does. Mm -hmm. And I and and tipping culture in America is. Turning around, I'll just tell you, I don't, when, when they turn the, the pad around mm -hmm. at a fast food restaurant, I'm mm -hmm. not tipping them a dime. I spent yeah. 45 years in that business and we paid, it wasn't enough. Okay. I will tell you, I, I agree that it's just not enough money. And frankly, the older I got, the more I felt like we had to pay more and more. Yeah. Um, just because they, they, people work hard. Right? They do, but, especially in but, fast food and restaurants. It, it it is hard work. It's physical and mentally. It could be it could be tough. It could be hard. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I you know, I, when I retired two years ago, you know, it was uh, I mean, I was working 80, 90 hours a week and I and and I and I enjoyed what I was doing. So I only worked that hard because I liked it. All right. Um, and uh, but I was traveling all the time and everything else. I told my kids. You know, when they asked about what, what would I, what 
business would you go into? And one and one I said I wouldn't go into again would be restaurants because it's just there's not enough money in it. Too much work. Um, yeah, I would I would I would I think everybody I think it's good to do a restaurant job uh, at some point, uh, either part time or full time for a year or a summer during college. I think everybody should have the experience because I think it's you could learn a lot about yourself, different people, different backgrounds, different demographics. You could really learn how to like get along and communicate with the public and your workers. But yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend doing it as a career. It's it's hard work. That's for that's for sure. Let's go to uh, let's go to Hector. Hector, what what are your thoughts on this article? Do you think drivers should make more based on subtotals? Do you think we should be doing this as full time work? Um, you know, what are your opinions on the article that we've talked about? Tonight? So, uh, how you doing, guys? Hope everybody's doing good tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of us getting paid, I mean, yeah, we should get paid by the subtotal, but I mean, we're really not doing that much work. If you like, really think about it. Like, I agree with you. I think to a certain sense. All we're doing is we're going to the business, we're picking up the food, we're putting it in our car, and we're driving to the spot. Now, the only thing that I do say is that I feel like we do deserve the tips that we have to is because we, every morning, every single morning, we all invest our money up front to make our money for that day. For example, we're putting $20 in our gas, or at least I do. I know I fill up my tank every morning before I go to work. Um, cause you never know what the gas prices, they go up and down in the circles. Like it's crazy like that. But, um, yeah, so you're investing your money up front. You know what I mean? Like you're going to different spots. Like you're actually moving, you're using your car as an investment to make money. Mm -hmm. So in terms of that, yes, you have to get paid for that. And I feel like, you know, like, and what I really wanted to come on for is for the tipping culture. And mm -hmm. I really, I'm, I don't know how, how many people are going to be like pissed off about this, but no, speak on it, man. This is, bro, why, you know, it's good. Go ahead. Bro, people in Starbucks should not be asking for a tip. I am sorry. You guys, people like in Starbucks, I went to like a clothing store asking me for a tip. Bro, you're giving me a hat, bro. Like, what kind of tip do you deserve? That's okay, me? Hector. I'm glad you brought up the hat thing because this is this is the trend that I'm seeing as well. It's not just food and things. It's like retail. Like like retail, yeah. And it's to me, it's like, wow, where's this, where does it end? You know, go ahead, continue. Yeah, like, bro, you you bugging, like, like. You just gave me a hat. I'm giving you the stuff I want to buy. You put it in the register and you're giving me that. I'm give, handing you the money. I'm swapping my card and we go about my business. You do not deserve a tip for that. Put that away. Do you know why people in the restaurant industry, they deserve tips? Because they get paid over here in Texas, $2.13 an hour. Yeah, it's crazy. Two Let me repeat that again. $2.13 an hour versus a person in a Starbucks or in a retail store, they're getting minimum $12, $13, $15 an hour. Like they have no rights. I'm sorry, no rights to collect any tips. As a server, you have every full right to collect the tip because let me tell you, me working there for five years being a server, do you know what I had to do? I had to bust tables. I had to take orders. I had to go downstairs and change the kegs. I had to replenish mm -hmm. ice. I had to cut uh, fruits. I had to tend the door when it was really busy. I'm doing seven things at one time. So let me let me stop you there. I I I you just gave me like uh, I had like a trauma echo. Like I remember the days at the casino door. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I I feel you like a hundred percent. Like I'm imagining doing the ice and the kegs, and those kegs can be a bitch sometimes, man. You know, right? Yeah, and then but, that's when some of the consumers their their point is, well, hold on, Hector. Why should I pay you to do that? Why isn't your boss paying you? What do you say to those people? Like, why isn't the restaurant that is employing you? 
paying you a fair wage? Why because, should I have to? What do you say to that? Because unlike any, any industry, the consumer is visually seeing you busting your ass from the jump. As soon as you sit down on your table, that person is taking your order. He's making sure that your order is coming out right, taking the drinks. Sometimes you will have a party of, you probably had this, of like 15 people. And they all want different types of drinks. Have oh, you yeah. ever tried to put all those drinks all in one in one tray it and sucks. land them? All? Yeah, I'm sorry. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but you have you have you done that before? Where you had like 15 drinks or 10 drinks? Oh, listen, and you bro, put it I've on done, the tray and then you put it all on of the it. table. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Have, yes. That's part one. Number two, I'm taking your food order. There's a lot of people that are picky. I'm gonna tell you that right now, man. Taking an order, food order. Oh Lord, have mercy. There's so many picky people out there. So yeah. you gotta tend to that. Then you got to go to the computer. Then you got to expo food. You got to put the garnish on, like, you know, blue cheese for the buffalo wings. Like, people are visually seeing you do the work. It's not like McDonald's where you see a person there, like, scratching their head, contemplating about quitting in five seconds. They're not doing anything, bro. Even the ladies back there, they're comfortable, bro. Like, the ones that are doing the burgers, they are comfortable. They are no rush to flip a burger. I'm telling you right now, nobody's screaming at them or anything. Not, not at least the McDonald's that I see. Or any other fast food. Well, it'll but, be it'll be it'll be situation based. You know, there are some right, like, right, right. I go to some McDonald's and those they they they're working hard. <laughs> you could tell, and they, you know, it, it, and it's relative. You know, like you mentioned, like the fifteen cups and the blue cheese. But like, what about you know? We talked about auto mechanics or like the Valvoline guy. Like they're getting dirty. They're they're checking your fluids. They're getting dirty. They're going down in the bay. They're flushing your oil. Like, do we tip those people? That's well, I mean, too, right? because you know? they could they could put whatever labor cost they want. They could mm. charge you. I'm gonna charge you a hundred dollars for labor for doing this, or I'm gonna charge you two hundred dollars for labor. Is mechanics can name the price that they want. They technically they are point. calling their own tip. Yeah, we are point. we are suggesting tips where we're a server. For them, they could just name whatever labor cost they want, mm. and they could be like, "You pay me that amount." You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. technically, it's point. you know, technically it's like. They don't need a tip because they're requesting their own suggested tip. This is what you got to pay me or I'm not doing the job. It's as simple as like that. And yeah, yeah, you know, mechanics, they do do a lot of work. I respect that, but they don't even deserve a tip. I'm so sorry. No, I hear, I, listen, I, I hear that. I hear that. I, I don't tip my mechanic. I tip my tire guy sometimes. Like, I've, uh, you know, if I have like a nail or I just do it because I want to build a good relationship. And sometimes those spots, like I want to be in and out real quick. But if I'm going to an auto mechanic, he might have my car for a day or two or half a day and it is what it is. But like sometimes if I need to be in and out quick, I need a new tire or I need a patch. I'm tipping them to be quick too. So, yeah. I, you know, I get that point. Like, yeah, I don't tip my auto mechanic guy. I just don't, but cause they're setting their own price. There's, you know, they could kind of get us anyway. Like they're getting their money. Yeah. And it's like us, like we don't, there are times that we're working and we're not getting enough money. Those auto mechanic guys, Usually they're doing pretty well, right? So and like yeah, there's... and I think uh, uh, one more thing before you you uh, move on to the next person. You know, as in terms of like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, the reason why customers don't tip like that is because these companies do not give a great opportunity for you to maximize on your tip. And what do I mean by that? All the fees that they charge, it is ridiculous. They overprice the food. They charge the consumer a ridiculous amount of fees. Uh, now there's a regulatory uh, fee or whatever the hell it is. Prop 22, they charge fees to the consumer so they can pay out the the the, the employees, the, pl yeah. the Prop 22. It's like by the time you get to the tip section, I mean, you're already putting up like 12 up to like $13 in like fees. 
They even have something called the long range free. They even have something in DoorDash where if you pay two extra dollars, you get your food first. So basically your food doesn't get yeah. stacked. Yeah, you know, yep. I, they even charge that fee. And that's a whole other topic because that's that's like fraud right there from the company. But anyways, is they don't they don't give you an opportunity for the dashers or the person who's doing this 1099 to really maximize the tip because they're just charging so many fees up front. Now, if they yeah. weren't charging enough fees, I think we would get more tips from the consumers. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm bugging. But. You know, I feel like I think, I think situationally, I think you're right. I think some consumers looking at the total cost and looking at the delivery fee or service fee and assuming that we're getting all of that or more of that than we are in some cases. So I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's valid. So let me go to uh, no, thank you. Thank you. Let me go to Gigwise, Tim. Um, Tim, j- jump on yeah, in on yeah. this combo. Give me your thoughts, fellow St. Louis brother. What do you got, man? Yeah, represent 314. 314 uh, in the house. Tipping. <laughs> yeah, uh, tipping on uh. McDonald's versus sushi. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I absolutely tip the percentage of the cost of my order. Mm-hmm. I like McDonald's, 15 bucks, $3 tip. Yeah. Your yeah. sushi order at what was it, 388 That should be what, yeah. $76 tip? Yeah. On, on, well, we'll say 60 to 78 because yeah. you're, you know, 20%. Um, as far as uh, like the state of Missouri, our servers here get paid. Um, they, they only have to get paid half of whatever minimum wage is. Right. Which I'm not sure what minimum wage is. I think right now, I think right now the server thing is like 360 something or something. It's something like that. I think that's the minimum, something like 363 or something like that. If they change the law, it used to be, um, half 50% of minimum wage is what they got paid. Cause I, I mean, I've made 209 an hour bartending. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cause yeah, bartenders crazy. fall in that same category, but that was a lot of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, a, a lot of your serv- service staff, but yeah, they don't, uh, drive around. I, I had this argument with a bartender somewhere not too long ago. Cause she's like, why should I tip that driver so much? They, they're yeah. not, they're not yeah. bringing my food or whatever. I'm like, we basically do just like a server. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause servers don't cook your food. Mm-hmm. We don't cook the food. We deliver it. We deliver it to their house, not their table, Yeah, but same thing. Um, I lost, I had a bunch of ideas, but I was, <laughs> I drove from Fenton all the way home. I'm in my driveway while I've been sitting there on the, <laughs> in the back day. Uh, and I took the driveway. I did not take the highway all the you way. You took from driveway all the way down? Damn. Well, sometimes yeah, that I can be quicker. Your, sometimes, yeah. I started your stream sitting in Walmart's parking lot out there trying to get one more order, but I, <laughs> I gave up. Well, let, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Okay. Since I know you had some things in your brain and I've, you know, so, so. You you mentioning you tip off subtotal right, but right subtotal the, definitely so yeah. Right. But, but do you think do you think us tip. do you think us drivers do we deserve more based on subtotal? Yes, it, I mean we're basically their server, but we come there on in a, in a vehicle. Mm. So let me ask you a question. So you you're somebody that goes out like me. You know, you go to a bar, you go to a restaurant. You know, you like you know I. So if you go to if you go out to eat at a local bar and you have a couple brews, you have some wings and a burger and your your bill's 50 bucks, right? Uh, or if you go out to a steakhouse and you order one steak that's $100, you have a bottle of wine that's 200, your subtotals, let's say it's $400 cuz it's a date night. If those servers did the same amount of work, do you think they should be paid the same or should the steakhouse pl- uh, server make more money? Again, I tip the subtotal. You're going to get a $15 tip on that $50 order and a 
probably an eighty dollar to a hundred dollar tip on that four hundred dollar order. No, no, I get it. I get it. I do the same. That's I'm just, that's listen. How I, I do I've the same. Done but, it. but do you think that if do you think that the steakhouse employee is more deserving of the money, or do you think both are kind of deserving the same? Because they did the same well, amount of work. I mean, that, they, both, that, they took your order. They took your order. They brought you your food. They gave you napkins. They checked on you. They did the same work in most cases. You know what I'm saying? Well, a lot of times when you're in a finer dining establishment, you've got somebody that's more trained in fine dining or mm-hmm. more upscale casual than somebody working at the sports bar down the road slinging, slinging drinks at the table and whatnot. I mean, you're, it's kind of like a skill set, but based on experience or seniority, um, so like Tony, if you remember uh, that Tony's place that was like a big, yeah. you know, expensive joint. They he didn't just hire anybody, and he fired like ten people a week and replaced them. Yeah, you're talking about the Italian. <laughs> Tony's the Italian place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I never, I never went there. Anthony's was it called Anthony's? I can't uh, remember, but it. I know the place called Tony's. Was that was Tony, really popular. I think it was Tony's yeah. on the hill. I think Tony's, it was Tony's yeah. on the hill. Yeah. Um, that was out of my price range, so I never went there. But yeah, those servers made a lot of money but they also mm-hmm. i mean they were on the chopping block at the beginning of every shift you didn't know if you were going to have a job after you got there because yeah. he literally yeah. would fire people every week like 10 people a week or something like that yeah. and replace them just like that he had people so, on standby that yeah. were very very good at their job well the competition so was so high because because it was almost like you had to have a good skill and it's a different kind of skill fine dining but it's like a little bit of luck too, because if you get into that space, you're making four or five hundred bucks a night. Like it's silly oh God, how yeah. much money they can make, right? And they only work two yeah. days a week. They can work a Friday and Saturday, make a G. Make a G. Okay. And I'm and going be, back. And, be and in my mind, I'm going back years ago. So yeah, this, this modern age, a place like that, who knows what they're making? Yeah. Let me ask you. Let me ask you another question. So, what are you saying in that article? They talked about this kind of work shouldn't be a full time job. What do you oh, oh, say? Yeah, to that? that was one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It can be a full-time job, but if you're going to do it just off of, say, DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub, it's going to be tougher. You got to evolve with it. As, as you as you grow as a driver, there's a lot of different options out there on on the gig apps. You can get into the last miler app, like Curry, uh, uh, Roadie in some markets, uh, more of a kind of a last miler. And there's others out there. Um, you can get into the catering apps, delivered that delivered. Uh, there's other eyeball ones that aren't here in St. Louis that I don't pay attention to because they're not in St. Louis. Until they're in my market, I don't really care. Uh, pretty much anything that does the Easy Cater, like a lot of your DoorDash large order programs, are coming from Easy Cater, which you can't – don't look because you can't work directly with the Easy Cater. I've already tried. <laughs> but there's – you've got to evolve with it. You can't – I mean, if you just do the same app all day, all day every day, one, it's going to drive you nuts by the end of the week. You have to – you have to not necessarily multi-app, but just, you know, get a change of scenery. And some apps work better at certain times in the day than others. Like mm-hmm. right now, I can't do Spark, but I could go out and make money on Uber Eats or right. DoorDash or even Grubhub. Right. right. But, I mean, yeah, you can I, – I firmly believe you. I do it full-time, so. Well, I, I know you do. That's, that's why I asked you. I wanted your perspective. But, but forever, I don't, I don't plan on doing it forever full-time. I've got other things on the back burner. I've plan i'm working on you just got to work your way to it awesome love to, that. Zone, you know? love, love to hear that love to hear that uh let's get uh the matrix in matrix what do you uh, i know you got some thoughts about these topics tonight go ahead and uh the floor is yours yeah a couple of uh popular uh moments on my uh channel were 
when I said a very simple thing that a $2 tip was, was a good tip in 1984. Like literally, <laughs> he knows it literally, like I delivered pizzas when I was 16 years old and the average tip I remember was just getting a five ski. I, yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. a long time ago. And I got a $5 yeah. bill, sometimes three. If it was two, it was okay. It was a, it was a decent tip. Yeah. It's 2023, and <laughs> these folks out here are still tipping two dollars. So, so we haven't seen the inflation hit the no. tipping. You're no, right. That's the awesome. one thing. That's the one thing that we inflation has been counteracted in other ways, but not in tipping. You're right. Not in that. tipping specifically with delivery. It's gone yeah. up in waitress tipping. It's gone up in hairstylists, in mm -hmm. nails, in you know, yeah. getting your nails yeah. done. Everything yeah. that we tip. It's gone up incrementally with the cost of living, except for some reason, deliveries. Mm. So that I mean, I, I, the reason for that is because the companies have all cut back the percentage that they set as the default. They've all lowered them because they've increased their I mean, Instacart, DoorDash, um, Uber. Uh, Uber is actually still at uh, uh, 15 percent. But um None of that's, these that's companies. base pay. That's base pay. I'm talking about the individual consumers who can pick and choose any tip they want, and they're they're continuously picking two dollars. Uh, and yes, the base pay from DoorDash and all the rest is low, but I'm talking about consumers that are purchasing, you know, 30 years ago what would have been $15 in food today is $65 worth of food. They're still tipping two dollars. Right. Well, that's what I was saying, though. Is in other words, DoorDash is suggesting two dollars. Instacart is right. suggesting two dollars. Right. right. I mean, well, Instacart, a twenty-dollar order is suggesting a two-dollar tip. Yeah, uh, Instacart's two dollars almost all the time. But that's because consumers are skipping right past that. They're not paying attention. The DoorDash suggested right, tip right. in my market is three fifty. My base is two fifty. So. You know, that that's a large majority of the orders. Consumers just skip right past it. They just click yes, 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 enter, 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 send, send, send. And they don't look at that unless they're a discerning customer that says, no, I'm not going to give this guy 350 on this hundred dollar order. I'm going to raise right. it up. And what pisses me off the most, that anything below 350, it means that the consumer purposefully went to that line, hit that little arrow and made it lower. Oh well, yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to ask a question to you guys. And Matrix, you can answer first. Then we'll kind of. You guys could jump in because I think it's. It, it, I like what you brought up about the two dollars in nineteen eighty five. Let's say and it's still two dollars for some people. You know, thirty plus years later, right? I want to. I want to go down this rabbit hole with you guys because it goes in what I was saying earlier. So that consumer that's tipping the same now as it did thirty years ago, right? They're not. They're not thinking about inflation and whatever. Should they? Because let, let me let me play devil's advocate. The job's the same. Now it costs us more than the driver in 1985, right? Because fuel is more, things are more, right? I get it, right? I trust me, I get it. But the job's the same. So should we be looking at it like, well, yeah, the consumer or the company should be paying us more to to combat inflation? Or because we're in a tipping culture, that's most a majority, of, a high percentage, a majority percentage of what we make is on tips. I bet if most of us looked at our DoorDash app, our Uber Eats app, our Grubhub, whatever it is, most of your pay is going to come from the tip versus the base pay. And some, sure. some might be, but in some, I might be close, but 
most. It might be 60-40, 55-45, 51-49, but it's going to be most, right? So is it on the consumer to pay us more even though the job's the same? It, Matrix, it's not, it's not, on, it's not on them, but mm-hmm. what's happened in this gig economy is that there are enough drivers that will take them. So the customer yeah. tipped two bucks for Taco Bell last week. They're going to tip two bucks for Taco Bell tomorrow and for Burger King because they're getting their food delivered to them. Well, what well, the listen, hell? Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll admit, I took a 425 this week going a mile for Taco Bell. And I, I, I listen, I got to admit, I happily delivered it because it took me yeah. eight minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they tipped me two bucks and I took it. You know, I was, and I was and customers aren't necessarily think about miles. When I when I first mm-hmm. started ordering Grubhub like three years ago, I think like right when the pandemic hit, like as a customer, I just I didn't even think about where the restaurant was, let alone where the driver was, where my house was. I It was kind of a blanket tip. So, I mean, they don't the customers aren't going to really get into that. But here's the thing. Those customers can keep tipping two dollars all day long. I'm mm-hmm. not servicing them. I just move right on. That's fine. The that, that's a good because thing about neighbor, being independent. You don't have to do it. That's good. Yeah, their you know, neighbor's going to tip eight bucks because I deliver to their neighbor all day long. Tip eight bucks, six bucks, ten bucks, twelve bucks. So that's that's. I'm just going to keep skipping past them. But the shitty part about that is there's a driver parked right next to me in the parking lot that's going to go right over there, pick up the two dollar order Absolutely. because they think they have to. And the second part of this, real quick, to wrap up it, uh, what I said in one of my videos was. It's a luxury service. And that yeah. caught a little bit of fire. I l- simply said that one little line. Oh, yeah. Be I bad. believe it's a luxury service. I yeah. still do to this day. I worked in restaurants for 20 years, so I know what servers go through. I know what bartenders go through. But at the same time, the servers in that section, they are they are on the job at 5 o'clock. They got a 5 to 10 shift. They are section 2. That's their section. They can't escape. If they get sat with a shitty two-top, they got to take it. If gotta they get take sat it. with a, an eight top of kids, if they get sat with a baseball team of screaming, yelling kids, they got to take it. The mm-hmm. servers don't have the option like we do. They're also not using gas. They're not using brakes. They're not using tires. They're not using, they're just using like bodily energy, you know, running, using their feet. They're not using things that actually cost money. They're just in their section. And at no point in time can a server that's working at an Applebee's say, hostess, hang on. I'm going to go to Outback next door and pick up this eight top of a wedding party because I think I'm going to make a bunch of money on that. Hold my section. I'll be back. We can do that. We can go to the Outback. We can go to the Red Lobster. We can go pick up a section at Olive Garden for a four top. We get to pick and choose that, but we also use resources. A waitress or a waiter is in that section for their shift. That's it. If they get sat with shitty top after shitty top after shitty top, that's the gig. They're in it and they just have to rotate through those tables. We have the distinct position to be able to pick and choose our tables at different restaurants, but we do have to use resources. We pay our money out of our own pocket to make money back, whereas a waitress or a waiter does not. They simply use foot power. So, Yeah, I think that's a good point. I, I think uh, I want to hear from, from Hector, Tim, JP. What do you guys think? Should, should consumers be tipping more based on inflation like like matrix is saying a two dollar tip you know like what do you, should should they be tipping more and considering those type of things i'll start with hector first yeah i mean it, it just goes back to what i was saying before what i was saying before these companies they do not put us in the prime position for us to receive the maximum amount of tip they put all these fees then they suggest the tip for us 
but why can't it just be the other way around? Why can't I just as a worker, because since I'm 1099 and I get to pick and choose whatever I want, why can't I just put my minimum tip amount if I had the opportunity? Like if you're ordering $50 worth of stuff, why can't my tip amount be minimum like maybe five, seven dollars or something like that? Like to me, I feel like, you know, I, and, and this is another thing, too. It's all about education. These these companies also do not educate the consumer that we are getting paid two dollars, two dollars and fifty cents per an order. Like literally, if you think about it, like if DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these people, they told the consumer, hey, we're paying them two dollars and fifty cents. Don't you think they would tip us more? Yes, they'd be outraged. Everybody exactly. I've ever talked to, every customer I've ever talked to is like, you get $2, they just charged me $23 in fees. If they would have known, a lot of it's ignorance. So they just don't know. And another thing too, that a lot of, I don't think we talk about this so much. Merchants really got to do a better job of putting a minimum amount to order for, for a consumer. I should not be going like, bro, no lie to you. It's already happened to me three times this week. I went to a Chick-fil-A to pick up a large Dr. Pepper. Are you are you kidding me? <laughs> Bro, you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm sorry to cuss, but I'm just saying. How much, how much did it pay? You, how much you had to pay for that Dr. Pepper that's like $1.50 at Walmart, bro? No, like, I know, but how much, did you get paid? how much did you get paid to deliver that, uh, that Dr. Pepper? You know how much I got paid? I got paid because I was trying to go to the high priority. I got paid... $3 from DoorDash and a dollar for the tip. So yeah, I got paid $4 for that. Cause I think those are just dumb kids that have access to their parents' account <laughs> and they can order whatever gummy bear <laughs> shit that they want. Nah, whenever. Matrix, you know where it was? You know the uh, the company Generator, the biggest company that, that supplies generators for houses and stuff like that? It's for that. It was a sales guy tipped $1 for a generator company. That's probably Florida. No, it's in Texas. Houston. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that'd be another good place for generators for us. <laughs> but what I'm saying though is like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's not no education for, for the consumer that we're getting paid these low amounts that we have to take care of our own guys. Well, think about it like this as you as a consumer, right? For one second, for example, Instacart, they put automatically two dollars as a tip. You as a consumer, what are you saying to yourself? Damn, these people must be getting paid really well that they're only offering $2 for all these groceries. Right. They, they, it must be ready to go, tied up in a bow, and all they got to do is just put it in their cart. $2, here you go. You know what I mean? They don't know that we have to go out there. We have to shop for your food. We have to look at your vegetables. We have to look at your fruits. And Instacart get, has the balls to just put $2 as a minimum amount for a tip. That's just ridiculous to me. These companies really, they do every way for us to get fucked. I'm sorry. That's and I, I, I've said it. I've said it before. If these companies would only realize it, I don't know why we, all of us schmucks, realize it. That if DoorDash, Uber Eats, Instacart would just move that needle from three fifty to like four fifty, and like you just said, from two dollars to like four fifty or five, most customers wouldn't even notice. They would skip right past it and hit enter. Get me my damn groceries. They wouldn't even notice. If people are ordering delivery services you just they just want their stuff these companies realize because instacart the order does not get picked up and what happens instacart jacks up the base jacks up the base jacks up. it's costing them money when they could have the customer paying that money then they don't have to jack up the base if they only realized that their orders would get picked up so much more quickly 
And it would cost DoorDash, Uber, Instacart less out of their bottom line if they just slid that tip up a little bit. Now, if they got a bunch of blowback and customers complained or whatever, then they may have to reevaluate the strategy. But if they just, if he, like you just said, $2, if they just move it to five, I bet 85% of customers wouldn't even notice it. And it would save them money because they wouldn't have to keep jacking up their base pay. Yeah, I wish Instacart would do that. And I wish Instacart would actually be more transparent with the consumer that's saying that, oh, we're, these people are actually shopping for you. They're picking out every single thing for you. So please be courteous of the tip. This is what we suggest. They don't want to do that because at the end of the day, they don't want to lose money. For example, um, real quick, I don't know how long ago you guys been working DoorDash. I've been doing this since 2019, right? And the minimum pay was $5, no matter what. Wendy orders were $8, $8.50, no matter what. And I came to realize, you know why they ran away from that model? Number one is because, you know, they were they were doing the whole uh, the tip thing where they would pay less if the tip was more, stuff like that, right? Mark, but, the market got flooded when the pandemic hit. But number two, you know why? It's because DoorDash lost $580 million, $580 million in 2019. They said, this is we can't sustain this model. We got to keep raising money, keep raising money. We got to lower the base pay. That's why when people think like, yep. it, will these companies ever raise up the base pay? It's just not going to happen. As Listen, I, I want I want to reference. Hold up, I, you guys are bringing something up that we that I read from an article earlier, and I got it on the screen right now. Okay, why should this is one of the five reasons why consumers are like, why the tipping is getting out of control? Why should the consumer be responsible for paying the workers a living wage? And some of you guys are kind of speaking on that now. Like we got the companies they are not paying enough. They're not, you know, they don't even they don't even require a minimum and this and that and inflation. And all. So I think some of us are speaking to the point of the consumer because they're tired of paying our wage and they, they well, feel like the company should just pay us more. And it well, goes to what I was asking earlier. And I'm not saying I think this should happen, but imagine a, a delivery app world where. A tip wasn't even a thing. It wasn't like Instacart said, here's $2 minimum. Or DoorDash is saying, hey, a $3 order, a th suggesting a $3 tip on a McDonald's or whatever it is, right? Or suggesting a 20% tip on a $388 sushi. It was based just on killer, you know, the, the miles, the difficulty of the drop-off, and like the merchant. And we saw full transparency. And some orders would be, yes, you'd still see some $2 orders. But you'd see ones that were eight or nine or ten bucks as well, based on mileage or whatever. So I think this is some of us are speaking to the point of the consumer because they're tired of having to pay our wage. What do you guys they, say to they that? They could call it a courtesy fee. No. Not call well, it well, they could call it whatever fee. Well, what I'm saying is they wouldn't call it a tip. So what would happen is the delivery fee or service fee would go up, mm -hmm. right, or or something, or they would call it you know a mileage fee. Right. Okay. Well, you you are eight miles away from that McDonald's, so we're gonna charge you, you know, five dollars mm -hmm. for that particular mileage, and then we're gonna pay mm -hmm. the driver three. So it's gonna be an eight dollar for eight. And sometimes it'll work it to our benefit, and other times it won't. But no well, different. It's you, no different now. Sometimes it works to our benefit. Sometimes it doesn't. So I think well, we're, we're then, some of you guys are so. speaking to that right now. You know, it was different back then. See, <clears throat> the problem with DoorDash now is this. It was no acceptance rate and all that bullshit. So if you didn't uh, tip enough, your, your shit didn't come. See, right now, when you put the diamond reward programs and you penalize people for not taking bad orders, basically you put them in a trick bag 
because it's like this. You take this $2 four mile order or we'll penalize you. I just don't do you use the app. Right, right. Uh, well, normally, just give an example. You know, I hate to say this has been my worst week ever since then. I was like, literally, I said, thank God I'm, I'm getting plenty of stories for content. But I said, this has been my work week, worst week ever. And I mean, when you're sitting here and you get an order, okay, $7, three miles. You're like, cool. Then they add on, oh, well, go to the store across the street and pick it up for another $2 for an additional 1.3 miles. So I'm like, this dude is even further than the first dude. And it's like, no, well, if you're the best dasher for this job. If you don't, you're ready to drop to, you know, 58. And then it's like, by the end of the week, you're sitting up there with all these $2 add-ons, you're sitting down there and you're just creeping back below 40. So it's like, you're screwed either way. But I'm not even gonna lie. Every time you send me two bad orders in a row, I turn the app off for 15 minutes. And that's yeah, why I went up to Just don't take the $2 add-on. Don't take yeah, it no, no. If you don't take the add-on, it still knows your percentage. So what? But then that puts you back in the trick bag. Like, this is the secret. No. My yes, percentage it. I ended today was 12%. I made $332 today. Like, that's okay. bullshit. That, that I mean, work. I would say this. If you're in a slow market, then yeah, yeah you, you're probably working in a slow market. If you're working well, in well, a very busy market, okay, Terry takes the hell out of your orders. Like, okay, I'm gonna just I know we're not we're not really that busy. Just oh, and good thing, Pedro. I just met the other dude. Remember, I told we just talked him up. I bumped into him last night. Okay. So uh he'll I have come to he makes he, well, I said at one time he was making just as much as I was about we call clearing five hundred, so that's really about six hundred a day. Which is yeah, literally he was to like as soon as I well, I was like, dude, man, I was like, where you been? I ain't seen you in a while. He's like, yeah, man. It's... And I said, I was like, you already know. I was like, what you making about now? He's like, man, $150, $200 is a good day. And he said, he's like, that. that's an established day where back in the day, we would call that a horrible day. Well, there's more drivers on the road than ever before. Well, we well, have no, to remember that, guys. No. Yeah, well, more drivers overall, in, overall the in most markets, there are more drivers on the app that have the app on their phone as an opportunity than mm -hmm. ever before in the history of DoorDash. Ever. Yeah. And that's the reason, that's the reason why, I mean, no offense, if I'm DoorDash and I'm a greedy company and don't care, that's the reason why I push, like I noticed what they've done in the Cleveland area. They push the no delivery fee, or you see that a lot on like ads for DoorDash. Yep. And I'm like, do you realize that they're not paying the drivers? And I said, like, like that's why I said, whoever was that dasher that said DoorDash, a luxury service, my other dude, Rio, would always say that. He's like, he's like, if I could ever change one thing, I would put it on the bottom, a luxury service. So people think that it's luxury because he said the way these people try to act, it is not funny. And unfortunately, we have a lot, a lot of scammers in this area who they scam the hell out of DoorDash. It's e that because it's easy to. It's, it's, oh, it's easy. Oh, de definitely. To. I I, used to, I I delivered to a gentleman one time when I was doing my 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 acceptance rate was down to thirteen percent. So I said, "This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take every damn order, so I can get it up to ninety nine, just to see how they treat you." That three four days was brutal. I mean, I was delivering food from like East Cleveland to Randall. I'm uh, and it's like. And I, I remember when I get there, it's like six people standing outside and everybody just bust out laughing. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, man, we just wanted to see what somebody deliver it. And it was like, wow. And I'm like, he was like, what's so bad? It's been five of us. We've been ordering food, no tip, no nut. And every one of them orders came.
He said, well, back in the day, that that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole program has changed. And uh, before, you know, before we, uh, before uh, I want to get into this topic real quick. I know Pedro talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, about the diamond program. Uh, so I've changed my strategy completely, guys. I used to be a cherry picker. I'm, I've told you, I've been doing this for a long time. Now I'm not a cherry picker no more. I just cannot do it. Uh, I've gotten, uh, you know, here in Texas, especially in Houston, I was making like $400 a week, bro, cherry picking. You just can't cherry pick no more. Not in my market, you cannot do it. If, you, if you're in a slow market, you cannot cherry pick. It's impossible. Yeah. How many how many apps do you, how many different apps do you uh, I got That's Uber, I got DoorDash, I got Instacart. Um, I got those three running right now. I try to sign up for every other app, but believe it or not, it is so saturated. Every single app I try to sign up on, they're booked. They're booked. They're booked. Mm -hmm. Too many people are on the apps, and there's a lot of people that are using multiple phones. That's also a big problem, too. I don't know how the hell they're doing it, but I see yeah, I market, three, four phones. Like, yo, come on, man. Bro, that's ridiculous. Oh, it's easy, Hector. It's very easy. I could I'm go out tomorrow with my girlfriend's phone or my phone. Like, I have two phones, right? And just log into her account. With the with the DoorDash app and and just see both and see offers on two and just take the best like it's Yo, very so, easy. Yeah, so let me tell you real quick. So uh, the reason why I'm starting to take everything because I created a second DoorDash account. I deleted mm -hmm. mine. Uh, but the <laughs> reason the reason why I did that is because I did an experiment. So I had my new one and the old one, right? And I was trying to see which orders were coming in first. And since I had the high priority, no lie to you, the orders were coming to me first before my old account. It happened like. Five out of every mm -hmm. 10 orders, maybe six mm -hmm. out of every 10 orders. There was a situation where they were sending my old account, the cherry picking account. They would send me uh, $7 to go 11 miles. I declined it. Then on the new account, they would send me $14 to go for the same amount of miles. They bumped my pay by like seven bucks, bro. Yeah, I, I can believe it. I can believe and it. And I was like, you know what? I'm taking everything. And let me did tell you. Take, did you take the, the, the $14 one? <laughs> <laughs> Huh? No, okay. I did take that one. <laughs> it was, I why, take... why I was asking that is, I'll bet you the I'll bet you the fourteen dollars was there all along. They showed yeah. you fourteen dollars because they showed you. That's what I'm finding. Exactly. You're right about that. You're showing more of the tip. That is true, Jay. Yeah, that that could be yeah. right. Yeah, but um, and but I only I, did this was because I, I was in a slow market. Like mm -hmm. this is the only reason I'm doing it. And let me tell you guys. Ever since I started taking everything, and I don't take garbage because the garbage doesn't exist after you hit the 50%, 70%. You don't see it as much. I just take a dollar a mile. That's all I do. I take a dollar a mile, wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I just bust out the morning shifts. And I save my ARs for, like, lunchtime, and I cherry pick a little bit. And let me tell you, this week, this past week, I must have made, like, $1,200. I never made that much money on DoorDash before. Well, just, just, just to give you an example, in my market, like, literally, we used to think a dollar a mile was bad. Like, literally, in my area, I'm in Northeast Ohio. It is bad. No, it's no, still I, bad. No, right, right, right. We used to think a dollar a mile is bad. Lately, it's been so much trash, and I mean tons of it, to the fact is, sometimes you don't even get 50 cent a mile. Well, I'm watching time, these, and I'm watching drivers take these. Time to do and something like, else then. This is the reason why care. I'll sit there and do nothing before then. But I, you know, I but I do is I'm a talkative person. Y'all can tell by me here. I talk. Oh, no, you're not. You're not talking. No, to <laughs> <laughs> but I talk to a lot of other drivers, and I see the fact that they're doing. And I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it's this. You don't. You post like this. Like say, I'll go sit in that restaurant that that place you all saw me at the other day. Say I reject three orders. 
all of a sudden I won't get a, I won't get an order for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, sometime an hour. Wow. Same here. Other, same here. Is that on DoorDash? Yeah, on DoorDash. Yeah, DoorDash. Uber. Yeah. Right. That's DoorDash. I won't get it all. So it's like, wait a minute. You telling me I got to do this job where it's going to cost me. It's like saying, build this house for $100,000. Say, say the cost to build is 100000 Build it for seventy, and And just because you build it for seventy, we'll give you the opportunity to work next month. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely <laughs> manipulative tactics. Right. Yeah. I told her. I, right. I, well, yeah. they, this is the problem: is that DoorDash molests their drivers like crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, that's they, what they, we were talking about earlier, and 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 I do think that you know one of the things uh, that Matrix said earlier was, well, you know, if they only knew what if they raised it, they'd get more orders delivered. Folks, they no. understand. If there's one thing I do not uh, shortchange them on is they do know. Yeah. What, what the, they understand the data and yes. they also know that when they lower the tip amount, more people place orders. That's yes. what the data shows. Yeah. And that's coming directly from people at yeah. Instacart, DoorDash and, and uh, Grubhub. Of course. Of and, course. And that's and, and so that what my what I'm getting to is. When they what we what when they lower that number, I mean, what it should be to go back to the original conversation. My take on it was minimum. It should right now. It, it shouldn't be eighty four. It should you know it shouldn't be eighty four numbers. It's it's twenty twenty uh, twenty twenty three. Yeah, it well, should be five bucks minimum, and then twenty mm-hmm. percent. And, and that's assuming that the restaurant is less than five miles from. Well, where you're ordering, and then it, if it goes above that, it should be uh, a, a buck a mile beyond the five dollars. And oh, by the way, back in 1984, when we had restaurants where we delivered, we didn't deliver outside the, the one or two mile circle, okay? Because it was not economical; it just would not work. Okay? Well, well, and that's, I hate to say know, they don't even need they don't even need to do that. I hate to say they could just change one thing. Go back to it was all luck, like the system was. What do you because mean? see, if you're going to penalize me for not taking a bad order, yeah. then it should just be random again. Well, th- well, today on any restaurant that has their own delivery crew that also dispatch orders out through the gig apps like DoorDash, yeah. Papa John's is the main one. They can pick and choose what they deliver in house. They send out yeah. the crappy orders. They can see the tip. They know exactly what's going to tip. Oh, of it's course. 100% transparent on those. Yeah. They can see it. If it's a yeah. shitty order going to a bad area or whatever the reason, they'll send it out to the to the gig Do driver. The door yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've delivered to, we got a high drug area. It's called a keyhole down off like 117th in St. Clair. Yeah, yeah. Well, just give give an example and go to show you how it was so funny with this customer. I delivered down to this woman down at the keyhole. It's like it was was so bad. I caught myself being nice. It was a two dollar order, three miles. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just just on the number. No, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Hopefully they give me something after that. Pull up in the driveway. You know, I know it's a dope house. Chick comes out, grabs and it's a handed to me. So I'm like, so wait a minute, a two dollar order handed to me. On a most one of the most highest drug streets in Northeast Ohio, I mean, come on now. So I'm up here. I walk up there. Ain't that ain't all my stuff in this bag? I'm like, well, ma'am, we don't open the bags. Why? It's a receipt right here. You get, ma'am. We don't open the bags. You know, you could just read the receipt. 
I'm like, man, and then I just told her, I said, you only paid $2. I don't care. <laughs> it was just like, I mean, like literally, and this is the bad, this, depending on what type of area you're in. And that, that's why I hate with my suburb being attached. Like this is like my city is like a buffer between uh, like a horrible city and all, and all the trash. But the, the way the DoorDash app has, it has East Cleveland, Merge with all the East Cleveland used to be a suburb, and merge with with other suburbs. So the problem it, it is, sounds like St. Louis, and Tim could talk. Yeah. Is St. Louis right. is very similar. We could be in a downtown zone and be mm-hmm. really nice uh, area, mm-hmm. Central West right. End, million dollar homes, and then four miles north, same zone, trash, like it. nothing right. but projects. I mean, like, like really bad. And what? Well, I tell people all the time. I try. I try to. I try to avoid to go to NREs. Yeah, and uh, I try to avoid those restaurants at all the costs. And I tell people, I said, there's a re- reason why you don't want to go to certain restaurants because it's the bad thing. They treat you like shit. You say anything about the weight, they're gonna get an attitude with you and want to fight you. And any little thing, they're gonna try to bring it to fighting. I mean, like you can't. Basically, it's like give me your money, shut over there, shut the fuck up, sit what I say, and speak when I told you to. <laughs> and well, Tim, it, uh, it, Tim, it, real it, quick, it, when you talked about the internal orders, uh, it, that's company to company, Chick Fil A. If you mm-hmm. order through the Chick-fil-A website, it is internally delivered. Yeah. If you order on DoorDash, if you order Chick-fil-A on DoorDash, it's sent off to DoorDash. There I, is no not the way it is everywhere because here, here, I've talked well, to two of the Chick-fil-A operators here. If it goes outside to two miles in one and three miles in the other, or if it's a real poorly tipped order, they will send it out to DoorDash. Well, they that's market to market then, because I talked to two GMs in my market, and they said everything ordered on the Chick-fil-A website is internal. Well, everything ordered on, on the DoorDash is It depends on the ownership group of yeah. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's, a it's a franchise. Yeah, it's a franchise. Yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is they, they can decide how they want to facilitate yeah. the delivery. These yeah, operators, that was, that was my market specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah these, these operators will are allowed to do whatever they want. And it's the same thing we did. OK, we were able to do. Now, we didn't. We we sent everything through um, uh, through uh, DoorDash. But Jason, mm-hmm. don't, don't you think don't you think the restaurants should be able to facilitate how they see fit? I do. I, I am yeah. not mad at Papa John's. They send me trash. They send me good ones. Like, yeah, I, they should. They should. They be should be able to control the flow of their business and take care of their own drivers internally. I have no problem with that at all. Well, that yeah. well irritates me there. That's fine, but the, it's the tip manipulation when it's ordered. When it's ordered through the DoorDash app, they can't manipulate anything. But if they order it through Papa John's, yeah, that or the, whatever restaurant app, they can they can take a hundred percent of that tip away. Yeah, and right. we have very true. To very the true. staff or just throw it back to the house. Yeah. Well, that, some here. companies admit it already. Like we have a uh, Pizza Hut here on the corner of Cedar and uh, Cedar and Lee Road and Shaker Heights. The management actually says, if it comes through there, we keep the tip. And they tell they'll tell the driver right off rip. Like, yeah. and you can always tell this order was questioned by a merchant. It always pay a dollar. And then, like, you get to the house, I say, how much did you get? I gave a ten dollar tip. You only got a dollar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like they they I mean they'll come out and tell you. Like some of them are both no. It, basically, they put the tip in their pocket there. All, all this, and they'll send you pay you a dollar, and that's all you that's how you can tell that, if you ever get an order from that one there. And if you see, I'm not one, I'd those never pick, I'd never that pick must up be with smaller restaurants. restaurants. I, when no, I was a restaurant pizza, manager, that's pizza. The last, thing, the last thing in the world when I was in charge of the entire restaurant was managing the tips of incoming orders. <laughs> get the hell out of here. We had our tablets up front, too busy, GoDash, yeah. yeah, Uber, yeah, exactly. and. We I, are you kidding me? I had a thousand fires to put out and a, a, 
a million other things to do. You think I'm sitting in the corner of an office somewhere with a tablet in my hand going, there's 225 here. There's 420. I mean, get the fuck out of here. That was the last, and Pedro could know this from his Applebee's times. Were you ever, you know, going well, through we, the trips? And I mean, we never to, had, when I, was at, when I was at Applebee's, we, the third party delivery systems weren't a thing. We didn't partner with them until. Oh, that's right. It was too I, far. You know, yeah, so right. I never had to manage a restaurant that had that. But yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. situationally, yeah, there was times I might have time to look at that or maybe my to-go person or my team lead might have had time to facilitate an order. Hey, there's a $50 tip on this big order, guys. Let's take 25 of it. I'm going to take care of you because, you know, so I, I get it. Oh, from, for, I mean, yeah, my, my most. I don't agree with it, but I understand. 20, but for fuck's yeah. sake, that would have been the last thing on my mind was facilitating tips to whether it's yeah. our guy. I mean, get out of here. That tablet well, was in the corner. You have to- you have to remember, though, you you have your your probably see the problem with our age group is we were raised in the age group that remembers really working. These young people nowadays, like back then, like if you think about it, these young people, you tell a cashier, hey, go mop the floor. And they, they're like, what? That's not my job description. Where when we got a job at McDonald's, if you had to clean the bathroom, mop the floor, wash the windows, you did whatever. Yep. See, you know this, I, you know one of the things you're not taking that into consideration that all of us on this panel were, we were probably the reason why we were doing the gig app now. We were hustlers. We Except always Hector, were doing whatever it takes to get paid. Yeah. Uh, bro, what do you say? Hector, Hector looks like he's 23 years old. Nah, he's oh, at least thank you very much. How old are you, Hector? I'm thir- I'm gonna be 37 this year. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> looks like well, an IG model over there. Yo, bro, but the thing is, I'm a baby. Wait, the thing is, is I drink a lot of wine. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> a lot of Chilean wine because I'm half Hector Chilean. Hector needs an OnlyFans site. <laughs> you know what I'm seeing though, Judge, uh, in our industry with was what a uh, little bit of a throwback with the drinks, mm-hmm. filling up the drinks. I stand next to dudes or ladies maybe mm-hmm. all day long that just look at the Wingstop guy and go, nah, I don't fill up drinks. I don't do that. That's your job. And I well, give them a side, like a side look, like, are you freaking kidding me? Like well, they just throw their hands up. No, I don't, I don't fill drinks. That's not my job. It's a, it's a health violation. Mm-hmm. And I just look at them like, so they, they, well, that is true. They, they're it, not it is a health violation. But I, I, I agree. I, I, well, fill if, drinks. I, I feel that drink. driver doesn't have their hep shots up to date. Well, not up to date. You get them, you know, you get your first one and then six months later, you get your second one, you get them done right. Um, that's that's the health department thing. Yeah. If if we were all to complain, if they, you don't know what drivers have, uh, I mean, a lot of drivers didn't work in the restaurant in, industry before they became a driver, so they they don't have hep shots. But I well, mean, it's like, not even you can hepatitis B for off your hands on the side of a drink for no, real. That the that the employee behind the wing stop counter wouldn't have just the same chance. I mean, get that. Well, well, here's, the, here's the problem. Here's the Go problem ahead, with filling drinks, okay? And it's not has nothing to do with shots or any of those other things. That they, why it's illegal is that as a as a gig driver, you don't go in and wash your hands before you grab that cup. And if you top, if you if you grab the top of the cup, which I see all the time at Wingstop, mm-hmm. and we have another one at uh, uh, Barberitos, and uh, I can't remember the name. Sal begins with Sal. Sound related, but it's not that. It's something Salmonella. else. It's a good restaurant. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good restaurant, but they always have you fill the drinks. And mm-hmm. I know I know how to do that because I I, I spent so long in the restaurant industry. Yeah. But I can tell you, yeah. I watch people 
other drivers outside smoking a cigarette, all right, which is the worst mm-hmm. thing you can do, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're smoking a cigarette, putting their hand in their mouth, and then they go in, they take they take three cups and they bring them over and they put their fingers inside of it. And now that person has inside those cups everything that, that that's the reason why it's illegal. Okay. Well, so it's not it's not illegal. It's, it's not, not illegal. illegal. It's a health department violation, basically. Well, the health department violation makes it illegal. It's an yeah, illegal. Let me say, let me say this, guys. If the health me, inspector were outside the facility watching a DoorDash driver scratch their ass, scratch their nuts, take a smoke go in and handle it. Yeah. Just like they would an employee, a Wingstop employee. I do that to all the $2 orders. God damn it. <laughs> listen, listen, let me, let me, let me say this to you guys. Hector, JP and the matrix. I know have worked in restaurants. I don't Dre and Timmy, you guys worked in restaurants, right? At some point, my first job, my first job at 15 years old, I worked at a McDonald's. I was there. Tim, <laughs> Tim you've worked in a restaurant, right? No, me, yeah, 30 plus okay, years. So all of us, all of us have worked in the restaurant industry, and we all know this one thing to be true. One of the dirtiest and most unsanitary places in a restaurant, and this is for all you guys that have never ice worked, is an ice chute in an ice machine that's connected to your soda machine. If yeah, you disable any of those, anybody that's been in the health department, yeah, EcoSure audit, they that's got so much mold in there most of the time. So regardless of how we handle the cup, we are literally, in my opinion, making such an insignificant amount of impact on that cup. Because already somebody's going to get sick versus more so from the mold that's in there or not in there than if we are making the drink. And that's why I think the health department knows that. And that's why Mm -hmm. I feel like we haven't seen stories of places shut down. Think about it. There's millions of orders a day. There's mm-hmm. literally millions of cups a day being filled by DoorDash drivers, and nobody's doing anything about it. Don't you think they would do something if it was an issue? Pedro, if, an if, issue a cust- if a customer got sick after drinking a Sprite from mm-hmm. Wingstop, mm-hmm. they could never, ever, ever in a billion years trace it back to the DoorDash. That's my point. Yeah, that, no that's problem. my point. Ever. That's my there couldn't point. be that's a legal why... case. That they could point. never trace it back. Why couldn't they trace it back to the line cook that scratched his ass five minutes earlier and that's, then grabbed the cup and handed it to you to fill that's it? What I'm saying. And they're so grabbing right. You can never prove it. We, we feel right. like we're making more of an impact on the cups than we are. Trust me. I always fill the cups. I don't care. But I'm, I, I can, I'm only No, JP, you bring up a good point. Yeah, you're right. Because I see drivers doing nasty stuff. Yeah, drivers is dirty. But I put it like this. I... You know, these people, like, I fill up the drinks no matter what, and the only reason why, and the only reason why I do it is because, like, you know, you got to understand, too, these people are getting paid, like, $10 an hour to do, like, five different things, and it's like, now we're giving them on top of that, oh, we're giving them shit because we got to fill drinks. Like, yo, bro, if I'm getting paid a good amount, just take a good order. If you're taking a $2 order, you're filling drinks, I'd be pissed off. Stop taking $2 orders and filling up drinks. You know what I mean? If if it's a paying, if if it's paying, like, $7, for three miles, yo, you fill up that drink with a smile, man. You'd be like, yo, yeah. okay, peace out. All right, that's it. Let's go. I'm not going to do that to an employee. It's just stupid. The main wing stop I go to uh, fill the sodas. I don't have to fill them there. And it's the one on Watson, Pedro. Uh, I, I've only been to that one a few times, but and, I can't they remember. Also, they also make you uh, confirm your pickup, too. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there is there soda the machine behind time. the counter or out in the lobby? Lobby. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. They go out. They go out to the drink machine in the lobby. Fill them up for you. Oh, that's a perfect. That's a professional like ring stop. 
That's a professional one. No, that's a professional one. No, but no, I just say that all of ours are horrible. All of ours are horrible. Like I sit up here and say, there's no reason that Rick Ross can be overweight ordering his food from Wingstop because you be done forgot about it, what you order by the time you get it because they are the slowest. We got like, <laughs> oh like three of them that I service around here. Like I'm Wingstop. Hair out. Yeah, wow. Wingstop is horrible. They got one on Lee and Harvard. That one's horrible. How many times you've been waiting on the fries? Oh, man. <laughs> Wingstop, I, so, uh, it's like that's a day on my list of uh, NREs where I try to avoid. Wingstop, Buffalo, like just give an example. Buffalo Wild Wings has been garbage in our area. Uh, all, okay. all the Applebee's, you know. Do you, you guys know Panda Express? Yeah. Do you guys have a place called uh, Salata in any of your locations? Salatas, the Vietnamese? No, it's a salad place. It's called Salata. Oh, oh yes, I have seen those. Bro, those are the worst. Don't don't shit on Wingstop before you go to Salata and pick up an order from there, bro. Y'all talking <laughs> snack right now. Bro, I waited like, 20 minutes one time for a salad. I said, get the fuck out of here. Wingstop's right. You know, like, well, back, I, well, this is the problem that I've seen more than anything when it comes to, like, the gig act. You know, I started right in the middle of the pandemic and to a post-pandemic. The problem is... Post-pandemic, like everybody was talking about, we made a thing. I said, if you could change one thing from post-pandemic and bring one thing from pre-pandemic to post-pandemic, and I said customer service. Stores. No, 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 no. I would say customer service because customer service is literally non-existent. It's gone. It's gone. Like literally, I tell people all the time, it's, it's if, if I could change anything, customer service. And the problem is... Like you see, you see how you're treated here. And with, with the bad thing about being a driver, you're in the middle. You, you, you get, you can't, cause basically they can push a button on a tablet and say this that driver harasses me or whatever. And they'll, it'll knock you off that store for a couple of weeks. Like a lot of yeah, people don't know that. I, I've been knocked off. They locked me out of wing stops and Popeyes. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm not going to lie. We have a, uh, we have a uh, Papa John's here. And just because I asked, I asked the guy twice on an order, he, oh yeah, that's why you ain't been here in a while. And I noticed that he come. He's like, yeah, man, I got to, got you a band. And I was like, why? Wow. I knew it was funny. Cause I used to get a lot of orders from this place, and I never did. And I'm like, why? Because you don't want to wait. I was like, well, you realize that I got to send confirmation to the customer. I'm just trying to do my job too, you know. I got things that I got to do, you know. But it's like, <laughs> who cares, you know? But it's really bad as. For the drivers, there's just I hate to say, there is no there is nothing for you. They don't they, the the app doesn't protect you at all. The customers treat you like shit, and you the restaurants treat you like shit. And on top of that, you make it to where now we're being penalized for not taking bad orders. I hate to say something. Anybody who knows how to get over on this company, go right ahead because they deserve it. But the app asked me if I'm safe after delivery, so I feel safe. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Just give an example. <laughs> right, right. It was so bad. It never asked. No, I realized this. The app never asked me that. Like, when I delivered that right on a high drug at a trap house. I'm like, all these houses here are trap houses. And I'm I, think like, it's just, I think it's just random. And it, listen, it, hold on. Listen, Dre, it might be your area, because I, I have to say this. I would have to disagree. I think, and Tim, I, want, I, want, I want Tim's perspective right after I give my comment. <laughs> I think in at least in my market, there are some places I go to. Yeah, the customer service isn't great, and maybe I don't go back. I, I don't have a lot of issues when I go to places. Now, well, what I'm what I mean by that is I might have to wait sometimes, 
But a lot of places I go to, the staff is usually pretty good. And I mean, like, I, I don't, I just don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of issues. Like my five guys on Lindo, five, you guys, a lot of people hate going to five guys. I love going to five guys on Lindo. Oh, they're horrible. The they're fantastic. Horrible. I love the five. They know me. I know them. They take care of me. My Taco Bell on South Grand. Love that staff. The, the KFC, no. No, the KFC on South Grand. I go there no. every time. I never have oh, any KFC issues. On South killer. Yeah, I never have okay. any issues. So for me, I don't mm-hmm. have customer service issues. And I think I think it's really easy to say, oh, the customer service is shit in this country. I think that it is. The I think the reason we think that is either going to be your area or because everybody's got phones now. So we see all these viral videos giving only the bad interactions. I'll tell you what, if we had the phones back in the 80s, the 80s customer service sometimes wasn't any better, 90s, 2000s. So for me, I think I just base on situation by situation, but I don't feel like customer service is completely dead. I go to places and I get really good service sometimes. Tim, what do you say to that? Uh, well, like McDonald's these days, if you can actually find one that the, the door is unlocked and you go in to get your order, <laughs> most of the times I go in there and I'm staring at two people's, the expediter's backs. They don't yeah, even yeah. come down and say hi. Um, right. Now, once they finally do, they I mean, they're not mean, but it's the fact that I can stand there mean mugging the back of their neck for five minutes before they ever turn around one time, if not longer. Yeah. And they probably have to make eye contact with you. But uh, like the, some of the Taco Bells I go to, uh, the South Grand, if it, uh, that's a hit and miss there. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. Uh, most of the time at night, though, I have to go through the drive through But the, the South Kings Highway um, Taco Bell here of late, yeah, they've been they're pretty rude in there. They always get they got a lot of personal problems going on with the staff. They're always arguing and bickering back there. It has nothing to do with us out in the front, but mm-hmm. yeah. just, I don't need to see their shit show every time I go in there. And they'll let right. you in there late to pick up orders. Do you think there's a like can we agree across the board? Is there systemic problems with certain companies? I.e., for me, it's Popeyes. Coast to coast, from everything oh, I've ever yeah. heard or read, Popeyes across the board, from New York to California, sure. systemically, they are a shithole corporation. They make a ton of money, they have good food, but they're but everything about them is terrible. Panda Express, I've heard as well. Taco Bell, can we like agree across the board? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, okay, Panda Express, I have no I, issues with them. Chick Fil A. Yeah. I, I, Chick Fil A. It's about training. Chick Fil A. I've never had a bad experience. I don't have any problem with Chick Fil A. Never, right? So it's about training, right? It's about training. You could have a good Popeyes training district manager, franchise group, and they train well, train well, mm-hmm. retain. It could be a good Popeyes. Does I mean, anybody have a good Popeyes yeah, in the market? I do. I do. I have a Popeyes myself where nine out of ten orders are ready within 30 seconds to a minute or they're already right i've never had to wait more than five minutes for a popeye's order all right no then I guess, I guess there's i guess there's not a a, a like consistent uh, but, but the one in the hood that's a different story yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one in the hood that's a that's a 180 right there one in my market i swear to god they throw chicken at each other and call each other the end yeah. yep. out yep. loud yep. openly yep. with a full lobby of people like yep. fucking, yeah, but that's not every Popeyes. No, it's not. I'm saying my market. So I, I, yeah. if Hector has one of his best restaurants, then I, I've just tried to see if we could come up with a collective mm-hmm. uh, company that's just terrible coast to coast. From what Popeyes. I've read and heard, it's Popeyes. Popeyes. Well, a lot of restaurant chains, it's really hit or miss per that location. Like the uh, Popeyes, the only one I have good luck with is on Butler Hill Road. Pedro knows where that is. 
Yep. The one on Gravoy sucks. The one on Telegraph by the Walmart up there in South County sucks. Yeah. Uh, the one on Manchester near Hanley, I'll never, ever go there again. They, I, I actually reported them for a rude, unprofessional service or whatever the option is on Uber Eats because uh, they were very unprofessional like four times in a row. And I was like, I'm done. Well, sometimes it's the problem is this, like I said, I pulled them, you know, once you get, a, you know, I said I was going to come up with the NRE uh, restaurant of the week. And, and basically is you have a lot of these teenagers and they're the managers running the stores and it's more about being cool with people like than that. And that's why we like, like just give an example. If they turn snapped our fingers tomorrow, boom, all six of us were running stores somewhere in location within a month. Uh, we, we would turn them stores around, but also uh, maybe, maybe. Board, but you have well, to have no, the staff. You gotta have no, the staff. Right, right. Well, no, listen, I, I'm not finished. In a month, we'll turn those stores around. But also, in that month, we probably had a gun beat them, pulled on us by one of our employees because they're not yeah, used to work. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll turn those stores around, but we might also have a bullet in the back of our head and somebody beat, them, beat us <laughs> up when we walk to our car or something. I tell, I, I'll tell you what, let me. Sure, I'll still be there, but you'll be dead. That'll be it. Right. I want to ask you guys, I want to ask you guys one closing question because we're talking about restaurants if, and, and Dre say, oh, we had a month to turn around. I'll start with Hector and we'll go to Tim and Matrix and JP and then we'll finish with Dre. How much right now would an offer letter need to be? What salary would a fast food place, and you get to pick the fast food place, McDonald's, KFC, Wingstop, Popeye's, whatever, you get to pick, but you had to work there for two years. They're going to pay you a salary. How much would that salary, what's the minimum salary they'd have to pay you, Hector, to work in fast food for two, from now, from tomorrow, and for, do it for two years? What's your price? I got an expensive girlfriend, two expensive dogs. Okay. Uh, I'm talking 70, 80K a year, bro. 70, 80K, no, okay. okay. Yeah, Tim, how about you? No less than that. 80, 80K was the exact number that popped in my head because I, I would change 80K. a whole lot of stuff uh, on their production okay. that, would, that would benefit. Uh, it, it, it would just speed everything up because the, mm -hmm. the way they do things there is just so slow. And mm -hmm. I just say, I'm pulling my hair out watching them. Like, why do they do things this way? Yeah, and, yeah. But for 80K, but for 80K, you would do that job. No, I wouldn't. I've turned down a job already for more than that as an executive. So how much? How much? How, so <laughs> what would the amount need to be for you? I, I want nothing to do with working in that industry any longer. So, so there, nothing. There is no, I mean, it'd have to be so, I mean, astronomical. I'd bid the job like I didn't, like I didn't want it. I, I knew that I won't. So I know if they, they said, so if the Taco Bell on South Grand, and you know, the, you know the spot. Paid yeah, you hundred and twenty thousand dollars to be the GM. You would say that's no. my number. No. Wow. Okay, Matrix. What's your number? One twenty. One hundred and twenty thousand dollars. But you said you get to pick the restaurant. You get to pick the fast food restaurant, not the location, but you get to pick. You get to pick the chain. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to pick Taco Bell because Taco Bell only has two make lines in every single restaurant, and they would need to have four make lines to keep up with demand to execute. Um, I might pick Chick Fil A. Because they run the most yeah. well-oiled machine. Okay, hold up. You can't pick Chick-fil-A. That's too easy. For me, I, if I'm being uh, honest, the GM of Chick-fil-A is an easy fucking job. Because you, as yeah. long as you train your staff, that's the best easy. Staff, you know, they pay their staff. They pay those 18-year-old kids $22 an hour. So, okay, I'll go if I wanted to. I'll go McDonald's. $120,000 a year. The GM of a local McDonald's for two years. one twenty. I would do it. JP, mm -hmm. what do you say? I, well, I, I spent a long time in that business, but for me, they, they already did it. Me, 
when, I've already done it, but I would tell you, and I didn't didn't do it for anywhere near this amount of money as a as a GM. But mm -hmm. the GM, I'd probably pick Wendy's and say uh, it would have to be 150 grand a year. To wow. Start. Well, hold on. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. Well, well, let me let me get to Dre. Dre, what's your price? What 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 amount would that? Uh, with me, with me, I've done it. Like I, th this will be. My, I need a couple stipulations. I need I need one twenty five k. I need to be. I need to uh, CCW already off rip complete hiring hiring and firing power off rip. <laughs> and those are the stipulations I need because see we're gonna go back to. Like, like, just give an example. I got on that place where I said, uh, where, where you said, you saw me, you said, why are you standing there if somebody got shot? But that dude right there who runs that store now, I mean, you never walk in there and wait for an order. Now, y'all saw the ambulance there. His, uh, his, uh, cook had a heart attack in this little location. Like, literally, so shot, uh, prayers to him. But, uh, you know, like, literally, since, like, the, I came there two days later, his, his, you know, cook was still in the hospital. He was slow then, but virtually never would walk in that spot and not have an order ready. And he runs a tight oil ship. I even said, if I was ever running a business, I don't give a damn how much money he wants. I'm coming to get him and pull him to my chain because he's very good at running a tight ship. Judge but Dre would ask for $125,000. He would get it, and 30 days later... Judge oh, no. I mean, one employee, and it would be. Well, well, the problem is this: is we you come here? See, I used to come out a plaque. Not fun. Oh, I think he's okay. Listen, I want to. I want to. Sounds like Dre. It's called work. Dre, I'm gonna. Yeah, it I says it's called work, not fun. But no, I got to. You were cracking up there for a second, but listen, I think I think what's funny is uh, for me, I'm gonna. And I could say this because I've worked in. I think Hector had the only reasonable answer, okay? Because I think we have to understand one thing. Now, listen, we threw out some big fucking numbers, ladies and gentlemen, out mm -hmm. here. No GM in any of these places are making the numbers. But I, I like the answers I got because it shows us that money isn't everything. We none of us are making one hundred twenty thousand dollars, guys, doing DoorDash. None of us, not one of us on this screen, made one hundred twenty thousand dollars last year in DoorDash. No way. I don't believe you. There's no way. Pedro, I told you before. Listen, well, we could talk offline. $120,000. I made, made $98,000 last year. But that's not one hundred twenty. dollars okay. Oh, okay. I'm, you're, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, but we were throwing out one hundred twenty, dollars dollars Somebody in the chat said $200,000. That is a lot of money, guys. Okay? It's a lot of money to run a fast food joint. These fast food joints aren't paying that. The most you're going to make as a district manager might be eighty, ninety thousand 90000 with a bonus, with a really good bonus if you got a really mm -hmm. good district, right? So I think it's cool that we're throwing out these lofty numbers, but it's, you know, we're, it's all hypotheticals, right? But it's mm -hmm. awesome because a lot of us are willing to make less money because we like the freedom and flexibility. We like to be able to do our own thing, mm -hmm. not have to worry about working in a kitchen and it's hard work, right? Makes up one twenty, Pedro. You think they're close to that? A Chick-fil-A GM. Uh, no, they no they I think, I think a franchise owner makes good money. But the GM of Chick-fil-A does not make $120,000. No, they probably make 80000 Chick-fil-A is a completely different animal. But it is, I, yeah. I'll tell you, they're, they, they aren't really franchisees. They're, they're, they're operators. They're, they're owner-operators, yes. Yeah, they yeah. put up uh, – now it's up to $10,000. But their average operator uh, can earn about, about $200,000 a year. Their exceptional ones are up over three hundred grand now. But they're also doing – Four and five million dollars in a fast food restaurant. And that's, right, right. I mean, 
All of well, this is fun to talk about. I know no one's ever going to pay me 150 grand to run one Wendy. Yeah, that's different. They're they going to lose money. They, okay? they, they get some. They get a cut of the earnings. My Chick Fil A, my main Chick Fil A last year did 10 million dollars. Okay, well, you know, that 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 operator or that GM, whatever you want to call it, that person is making at least a half a million bucks. Then, yeah, no, no, no way. Hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't think that they are. Major, that's they have true. To, if they're vested in it, that's true. Maybe they buy into you, have it. To, you guys, you have to, under, you guys know, know this. The the amount that they have to pay in royalties, yeah, the right. amount, I mean, their, their labor cost is extremely high. Their food cost is. Not that bad, but the labor cost aside, because of staffing and everything. But mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, to be an owner operator, yeah, you're gonna make, you're gonna make good money. But and what church you gotta be affiliated with? What church you gotta be affiliated with to uh, to uh, own a Chick Fil A? Because you gotta be a church going person. Christian church. Christian. Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the yeah. people, nobody you gotta be a this, Christian. Nobody on this live would qualify. No, we no. Too much. <laughs> no. And mind no. you, JP, that, that that's ten million dollars a year, and they're closed a minimum of fifty-two days a week. Because they're closed every Sunday, plus right. Thanksgiving, plus Christmas, plus Christmas yeah. Eve, plus Valentine's Day. Probably they're closed every holiday. But he's right. If they are invested, if that GM owner operator is invested in a ten million dollar a year Chick Fil A, I bet it's around four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars. I trust me, guys. Yeah. I know the numbers with all of these chains, especially yeah. fast food. Having done it for so damn long and had so many of them. It, it, that it, ten million dollar a year uh, Chick Fil A is probably earning, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of three, three point five million dollars. So that operator, it, it, they have a different plan. I mean, what they yeah. do is mm -hmm. they take, yeah. they take, they take a certain percentage, and that is mm -hmm. that take that's you know that's different in, in different places. They they take a, they take away all the op, the uh, uh, real estate expenses, all the building yep. operating yep. expenses, all that stuff. They take that all off, and then when it's all said and done, they split the what's left. That's why my first 50, choice was Chick Fil A, and yeah. Pedro told me to get the fuck out of here. is extremely. Uh, that was my first uh, choice for a reason. Yeah. Chick Fil A is completely different, but they also right. only have a couple thousand of them, or twenty five hundred across the country, instead right. of. You know, McDonald's is what forty-five thousand locations. So it's a well, they they pride themselves on customer service. See, Chick Fil A is basically like this. To me, their chicken is not the best. No. Like me, I would rather no. have Popeyes all day. Yes, but right. at least when I go to Chick Fil A, I'm gonna get somebody smiling. Like yeah. like like we, you know, at least you are gonna get a smile and all like that. And you can tell they run their business a lot more affluently. Like you can go to a Chick Fil A right now, and it'll be thirty-five cars there. And you'll still you get out. You'll get out faster. The Chick Fil A. Oh, they put them out of business. They put them out of business. You imagine if Popeyes just just follow the Chick Fil A model with their recipe, with their breading, with their cracking oh, chicken. They put them out of business. Potatoes. Yeah, they. I, could they you imagine? Put them out of business. They yeah. knock it out of the park. Well, well, we 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 about to see that though, because we have a Popeyes opening up, up right next door to a uh, Chick Fil A oh, in, in the Beachwood. That's I'm gonna they go there right next door. So they're one open. Yes, they're walking the Popeyes opening right. It's supposed to hour. See, when I was there at Chick-fil-A, I saw the sign Popeyes coming soon. Let me tell you what, Chick-fil-A is popular for a couple reasons because Dre said it. The food's okay. The sandwich itself is not that it's not it's I wouldn't even put it in the top three of chicken. It's mid. It's mid. It's mid. But 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 the service, the 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 fast, the quickness. Right. Mm -hmm. And Chick-fil-A is very culty. 
to me. It's got like a little bit of a oh, cult Christian, following. Christian cult. You know, it's like it people really just is. love it. They love to go to Chick-fil-A. They like the cup. I want my I want my Chick-fil-A bag. It's like Starbucks in that regard. But just a yeah. different cult. You know what I'm saying? So for me, yeah. it's like Starbucks is not the best coffee. No way it's not the best, right? But what they do is they have the options you can customize. And people love having that Starbucks cup in their hand for branding. Chick-fil-A they put, is the they want your name on it's the cup. Comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah. It's comfortable. It's just a it's exactly exactly. But for me, I, let me let me say this. I want to answer what my amount would be, right? Um, man, it'd have to be a lot of money because I but for two years, I have a number because two years ain't that long, right? And if they're paying you $125, that's a lot of money, guys. It's a lot, it's a lot of money. Okay. But your um, number has to be higher because you have to it has to be higher. I'm already, you, yeah, you, it would it would be high. It would be very high. But I I I wouldn't I would have to consider it, but Nobody's gonna pay you that because it's a it's a Taco Bell. Like you're not gonna if they pay you that salary, it's basically. You think you could profit. get that in Las Vegas at a casino, a high end casino? Oh, maybe. You were food and beverage manager at a high end casino. Maybe, maybe, you could but get that's, that, Pedro. That's hard work, man. That's hard work. Man. It is that's hard work. work. I'd rather do a Sunday live and just talk to you guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to do that month. anymore. Well, I have to say the reason our numbers are so high on that is because we don't want to do that job any longer. Yeah, exactly. We enjoy yeah. our freedom. <laughs> we enjoy our freedom of Tim, you said nothing. Tim, no. you said if, if, if Taco Bell offered you a million dollars for two years, oh, he you gave us the middle finger. finger. No, yep. no way. Tim, Hold up, Tim, you're crazy. They only have two make lines, man. I couldn't do that. That's a million dollars? A million? You don't have – you wouldn't – Tim – you literally would not have to work another day in your life if you invested Actually, that. If they offer me that much money, I would hire my own GM to take my my place. <laughs> you, yeah, there you go. Five thousand dollars. That's, that's called delegating. That's what a GM does. Well, 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 you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something funny? I would actually do it for the one twenty five with a CCW, and I'm not gonna like this. Is you need to? You can give me the worst McDonald's in Cleveland, and my goal would be to make it the best one. Yeah, and, you, and you're gonna make. And I mean, okay. but then, and, and then when I do that, I want a million dollar bonus. And I mean, like I'm just gonna tell you like this. <laughs> you have to so, write that I'm, into your contract to begin. Listen, with. listen. No, but listen. I, I like I like impossible tasks. And like I'm I'm not gonna lie. Within the first week, people, a lot of people gonna go gonna get fired. And I'm just gonna tell you, hey, you're paying all of my people twenty five dollars an hour. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell them, like, look, look, look. No, but it's what it is. How much do we charge for these whoppers or are the burgers? No, we don't. Uh, right, right. Look, look, we'll raise the price. Look, look. Listen, we'll raise the price. I, I show you, I show you how I've thought about it. We'll raise the price on everything. It'd be fifty cent more on every item than you can't any raise other McDonald's. Price in the ghetto, you just okay. Listen, listen. Raise prices there. Fifty cents oh wouldn't make a dent in it. If you okay, if listen, you listen. The reason twenty five an hour, you'd have to charge at least twenty bucks for each sandwich. And you okay, no, no, this, no. Delta no, I, I don't think I think we think well, this is a problem. We would see. Remember, you said I'm running it, so I said we would adopt a more Chick Fil A standard like that. I mean, it would be literally there'd be cars around the block. Okay, are we because offering that, basically are we the offering, customer service? Are, are the we, customer we service is what we're going to do. Party delivery? Are we going to be on the DoorDash platform, gentlemen? Uh, just go, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie. We were, if we were on a DoorDash platform and we were on a DoorDash platform through my store. It would be like this. We would treat the drivers especially well. You would know you would not pull up. It, it would be a special window for you guys to pull up, kind of like we have some drive up to Polish. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, we, you guys are, we you got guys no, 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 we, yeah, have, we have one here in Cleveland. Paying 30% of every order to DoorDash 
and you're paying your employees $25 an hour. Well, listen, listen, we have it because we have drive up employees, uh, drive up Chipotle's here. I don't know if y'all have them. We got a Chipotle that's got to drive up for the drivers and yeah, drivers and pickup orders. But, uh, and that's how it will be run. And I'm not going to lie. If you, if like Chick-fil-A, if you gave, if McDonald's adopted that type of customer service, it can happen. Because I told, I used to say, how can this place have 50 cars wrapped around a building, two lines? I can walk in here and 90% of the time my order is ready. I mean, like literally, it's just about how it is run. Well, it's, because, it's because of what Pedro said is they're, they're dedicating uh, that friendliness is not free as, as most people think it is. It, it costs a lot of money because those people you do find those employees. They're a cashier. They fill, they fill drinks. Mm-hmm. They bag the order. They don't do like, like you see people at a, a McDonald's, a Wendy's and a Burger King. They're doing lots of different tasks at one time. They're, they're constantly, you know, uh, not, not just taking the order, but they're running over and getting the drink and getting fries and doing all the other things. We did that. And, I mean, look ahead. I'm thinking about it. If we did, no offense, uh, uh, having people got stronger, if we did that back at 14 as a cashier, you feel fried, wrap burgers, do like this, do that, that, that. We did all that. Clean the stainless, uh, fix the ice cream machine, because, you know, that was back before Taylor really had them then. I was the first one in my company, that, and I was the only one trained to fix the ice cream machine. And before they came out with all the damn codes and shit, I remember Taylor did make the machines. And once they put them on that, they would get freezer locked all the time. Yeah, and Listen, but- I'll tell you this right now. We we have probably, what, there's six of us here. We've got close to 200 years or 150 years of mm-hmm. restaurant experience. All of us would struggle to run a restaurant right now. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I have no interest in running a restaurant. I know. That's what I'm saying. We, we would struggle because of the third-party apps now, the delivery, the staffing levels. Nobody wants to work. Right now, it's harder to run a restaurant than ever before. In my well, the biggest thing Pedro, before you, before you right now is keeping a staff. That's staffing is horrible. I mean, yeah. absolutely the worst. That's my point. It'd be hard to do that. We we would run our brains racket. Heck, I think I could be able to do it because uh, in my job, I, you know, me working in the restaurant, I bet you none of you guys did this. Did you guys uh, take orders for twenty tables by yourself with no busser, no runner, and just one bar, uh, one bartender? Yes, that's what I was doing every night. I I did that's what I was doing. Tables. That's what I was doing. Not even uh, I was a very, I was a case. very, uh, as I got to be, as I, as I started climbing the ladders and GM and in like a director of FNB casino, I was lazy as fuck because for me, my role wasn't to do a lot of work. It was to teach others how to work. So right now I would struggle going into uh-huh. a fast food place and exactly. have to be a Taco Bell manager. I would bomb <laughs> because for me, I got to the point where it's like, I needed to manage my managers. I wasn't managing the situations, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I would, admittedly struggle it take me a couple weeks i'd be fine i work really hard but i got to the point where i was managing managers i wasn't managing staff right so for me i would i would totally suck at it for a while Mm -hmm. because i'd have to actually roll the sleeves up and i've done it before but i'm a year separated from that you know what i'm saying so when i go into a taco bell now to pick up when i stand back and watch 
I want to mm-hmm. fire like three people. Three people, yeah. Oh. The guy kicking his friend in the ass yeah, and throwing yeah, yeah. chips at him and, you know, going around to the back and doing nothing. Like, I want to fire three people. But they've always done that. Kids have, you know, restaurant know, people have always done that stuff. I, I like, what about when you hear the music they're playing in, in the restaurants? Like, back in the day, you would never okay. hear, like, you go into a Chick-fil-A now, slap a real hole, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, do you realize this is a restaurant and y'all got that music playing? Chick-fil-A does not play any of that. No, no, I'm talking about <laughs> it's, it's a Chipotle right here on Euclid oh, Avenue, 115th in Euclid, where they built a new little area there. I mean, there'd be, yeah, she did it with no hands or whatever the song you can think of. They sitting up there <laughs> blasting in the back. And I'm like, do you realize there's children in here and every other word is a cuss word out of this station? So I'm like, we put it on 93. And yeah, you realize, you realize that's why that's problem. happening, right? The reason yeah, that's happening is because if they fire those guys or wrote them up, they'll just quit and then they have no staff. So these right. managers' hands are shattered. Yeah, scared. Oh, yeah, I know. There's hot bodies in there. I got a friend of mine who's a manager. He said that. He said, the problem is this. He said, the problem is this. He said, every time you try to enforce any type of rule, they quit. Yep. And see, this is the bad thing. He said, you're in a, think about it. This younger generation, you know, they were the first ones that grew up with that participation trophy type of crap. And well. some I, things I, I, are starting I, to manifest into the adults right now. Like, literally, it's the reason why it's, hey, man, you know, you really shouldn't do that. You know, that's not really nice. What the fuck are you telling me what to do? I don't know. You know, it's like, whoa. When I worked, when I like, worked at my restaurant, my main restaurant for the first part of my career, you know, if I smelled alcohol on somebody's breath or I saw somebody doing a shot in the parking lot, they were fired immediately. When I came not back, smoking blunts and you can't do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> When I came back eight years later to the same company and mm-hmm. got into the rotation of these employees and were hiring these kids, I would routinely go out into the back to like take a smoke break or do whatever. And I would see four employees sitting in their car with smoke coming out of the windows. They're getting high in the parking lot while they're on the clock. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do shit because I because, because I could, probably, I'm going to lose these three line cooks on a Friday oh, night. Yeah, I know yeah, they're high I as can't. fuck. I know a couple yeah. of them may be drunk. I wouldn't yeah. do shit. You can't. You can't. Unfortunately, you can't do nothing. I mean, unfortunately, the chickens have come home to roost. The participation trophies and all this other BS that you know, no child were left behind. All these other dumb rules we didn't implemented that manifested in the adults we created. And I want to say this, all, not all, because that's a, that's a bold most. statement. Most. Most line cooks are smoking before having a shot. Yes. Jim Beam, that's just how they get through their life. Bro, that's yeah. one of the worst, that's one of the hardest things to, to get in a restaurant industry, good line cooks. Yeah. Because they're all, they're all, in. they're very irresponsible. They're drinking on the job. Like you said, they smoking, they smoking cigarettes. Oh. They have all these types of medical conditions. And if you talk to them wrong, they're out. And, and they're vaping. They're vaping in the walk-in cooler. Yeah. Like they and just get what? a real deep hit and bam, they're right back on the line. You ever had a line cook that would just curse you out if you asked them a question? Oh, yeah. Like, like for they, they just curse you out. Like I'm like, yo, can uh, can you put like no olives on this? Yo, my man, get the fuck out of here. I got all yep. these fucking orders. That's recently. Okay. That's recently in the last three years. That is recently. Back in the day, if somebody talked to me like that, Get the fuck out of here. Uh, that's, yeah, listen, right. I, I don't know. What, that that Depending on the kind of restaurant you, you work at, if it's like a local spot or a chain, most chain restaurants, that might happen. But that's normal kitchen talk, man. Like, I, Yeah, it really like, is. Like, I, I, you know, for me, 
I can be, I was a pretty, um, pretty like straight lace kind of like I was a straight shooter, but like I was also pretty forgiving because I understood I needed my team. And most of the time, if they're going to talk to me like that, I'm going to be measured. We're going to talk after the shift and that, that'll never happen again. But for me, I always try to like be calm in the moment, not make something bigger because like, if I got to fire a dude in the middle of a shift, I'm affecting the other four line cooks. So I needed to, you always had to pick You're going to be on the line. Me. You're or gonna I'm going to be on the line. Go. So it's going to be, yeah. so you always have to understand like, okay, I, I, I'm going to talk to this guy. I'm going to address it. But like, do I want to pick the fight at 6 p.m. when I'm 20 chits deep? I got a 20 top coming in. I got a server crying because she didn't get a tip. I got a hostess flirting with the bus boy. Like there's so much other things going on. So okay, I was always bro, like, talking these you know, young kids nowadays. You think you can handle these young people nowadays, dude? Yeah, Come abs- on, man. absolutely. <laughs> no, you know why? You know why? If I had time, I could because I'll because uh, up here, like I'll get them. You, the one thing that worked with me, and the only reason I was pretty good as a manager, right, is because I would get people. You got to get them in the heart before you get them in the brain. Okay, so as managers nowadays, too many people they they ex- they just require and demand respect because I have a manager name tag. That's not how it is anymore. You have to get these kids to understand why you want them to do something because they're going to ask you why. Back in the day, it's like, hey, I need you to mop the floors. Okay, I got you, Pedro. No problem, boss. Nowadays, you just have to take the 30 seconds to talk to them and tell them why you need them to do it. And most kids will do that stuff. So it's all about how you react to them reacting to you. If you give it back to them, you're not going to win them over. They're going to fuck you up. But and if you know how to talk makes people, a great point about if you know how to talk to people, then you got to get them in the heart. And good, mm-hmm. you know, they're there. They want to work. They clocked in. If they didn't want to show smoking? up, they wouldn't have showed up, right? Are so you smoking, me, Pedro? You have to understand how to talk to them. That's the whole. That's hey, all Pedro. managing is. Now, Pedro, are you smoking? No, no. he just became Italian. No, because no. I just want to ask. Yeah, because look, 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 look. I mean, you see, you, you must be smoking if you think. Wait, wait. Pick your worst store, and you think you can go in there and, and turn them type of and try to talk to them people in the heart first. Absolutely. Come on. You know what? Listen, yeah. they ain't got no heart. Because because people they, get they, they, some like people ain't got no heart. No, no, no. I totally disagree. I think I think you're gonna have to fire some people. As an example, that's. But I've I've coached a lot of teams with knuckleheads and at the end of the year they felt really differently i believe when you have a young kid or an adult that is that wired to like be so disrespectful it's because nobody's listening to that person okay management is all about taking the time to cultivate a relationship let them understand the why have a good build a relationship with them roll your sleeves up and cook a shift with them on the line so they see you're right there with them it's that's all it is i've done it a lot and then I, I wasn't talking about that, Pedro, like just walk in and start firing everybody. I'm just saying no, no, back in the day, if somebody was drunk or high, like that was yeah, a yeah, absolute, yeah. you are drunk. I smell it on your breath. You have to leave. It was very easy. When I came back to the restaurant, we were all smoking in the parking lot before their shift, during their shift. My lead line cook, my best line cook, this guy that kicked ass, he was high 24-7. Yeah. It, it just and like Hector said, line cooks are hard to find. Really good line cooks. You can hire a bunch of shitty line cooks, but if your one number one line cook gets high two or three times a shift, guess what? I'm letting him. Yeah. Yeah. You well, got. There's another reason I'm not in a restaurant. Another reason I'm not in a restaurant business anymore is because, like, I understood, yeah. like, I didn't want. I, I have more value than I can't. I just can't do that yeah, anymore same. because it was it became so frustrating. 
because it was mm-hmm. harder, but it, it can be done. But it, it is yeah. a little harder now only because in this, in people this are making money and doing other things. People, the, the kids value time and balance differently, you know, but, and but, a lot of these companies but, aren't paying good enough for them to even show up or want to stay at work. So. Well, that's that's why I say, Pedro. Unfortunately, you know, maybe because I'm a, you know, like I said I'm a contractor, so I'm used to being, you know, handling 15 different jobs at once. In this market right now, it would be damn near impossible, because the problem is this: you got too much on the competition. This, these children and stuff lack any type of structure. And once you give structure to anything, it's a problem. Rules, regulation, structure. They don't like those things. Sometimes, sometimes. Now, I, I believe, I believe the issue is. But bro, wait, wait, wait! You're not taking everything into the factor. I come work for Pedro. Pedro got rules, regulation, structure for his twenty bucks an hour. I can go work, work at nineteen at McDonald's and do whatever the hell I want and take hits all day in the parking lot. It just depends, you know. There, I, I relate it to this. Okay, managing a restaurant is not that much different than being a coach of a basketball team. It really isn't. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're you're leaning, you're teaching, you're setting, you're setting, uh, you're training, you're practicing, you're setting uh, expectation. You're learning things together. You're showing everything. That's all it is, right? Okay. You're, so for me, like it, it's it's what you're saying is you can't take a a bunch of knuckleheads and make them into and make them into a good team. I believe that you can. Yeah, you can. I, I, I you, can. you probably you won't have no hair left, Pedro. That's fine. I got plenty to spare, so it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, doesn't, it don't matter. We're gonna come back a little peach after one month in. We're gonna come back and be like, who the hell is this running the show? Well, like, they, gotta give me, they gotta give me they it's gotta give me it's also generational. Gen Z is very, very, very different. Yeah. Than Gen X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what that's what I was talking different. about. Gen Z. They don't, they don't take like, you know, I, I I used to mentor some kids at one time when I was uh volunteering at my uh, son's school. And I saw the difference and it was just like, wow. And I mean, like, literally, I've had, you know, children as young as eight telling me about what they don't need to do. And all they need is $50 to be on and they can just flip that. And it's like, you know, you're eight years old. Yeah. I'm in my 30s. How in the world you can tell me how to do that? And I don't even know what weight is. It just depends, man. I've, I've, co- <laughs> I, I had, a, I'll share a quick story with you before we conclude this, right? I was coached basketball for a number of years, I would do middle school girls. And we had a couple girls that were just, man, they were rough to get through. Right. But like I would spend time with them after practice, talk to them a little bit, get to know them a mm-hmm. little bit. I would I would humiliate myself at times and humble myself. Right. I would purposely miss shots as I'm doing a drill so that they could like have a chuckle and make it and feel good. Like there's you have to understand how people tick and talk and not enough of us take the time. All it is sometimes is a five minute conversation. You could accomplish a lot in a five minute conversation with somebody. And if somebody is willing to do that, whether you're a GM of a Taco Bell or a coach of a basketball team, that's all you have to do sometimes. And not enough of us, because I think as leaders, we've become lazy. We say the kids have been lazy. Leaders of these places have been lazy as well. So sometimes you just have to cultivate into people what you want out of them. And if you don't, if you're not willing to do that, you're going to get the results that you get. Any of the great basketball coaches or great GMs, they've built that. They weren't lucky. They just got it. And the bad coaches, the bad GMs, they got what they got as well. I, I believe that, at least for me. Okay. But, well, Pedro, know. you see, all these people on this panel, you know, you could tell these people on this panel would go, oh, if there are plenty of us like this. Why ain't these people running these restaurants? I'm not saying like us as in us, but there are a lot yeah. of people that, that think like us. We and like I said, they're, they're having a the name. Because they can make, what, the answer to that is they can make a lot right? more money 
they can make the kind of money we're talking about doing other yeah. things. You can't yeah. do Thank it. Right. You're right. It's too stressful. That's, there. What, it, that's really <laughs> what it comes down to. But you know, Pedro is right. You got to get to, you really got to make a person want to do it before yes. you can expect them to do it. So, I mean, that is the leadership period. However, mm-hmm. it is, I tell you, it is the biggest challenge that I, I see so, so many things and I go, God, I, I, I have shown up for, to pick up an order that, and, and literally a $980 order. And I show up and, and, a, and the manager goes, uh, we don't, we, have, doing it. we don't have a case today. You're in the wrong store. And I went, no, there's no other, is this the address and show up the, the address and say, yeah, that's us. So that's not until tomorrow. No, that's today. Uh, well then, and I, you know, contact the, the help desk and, and get them to get through the easy catering. Yeah, of course it is today. Now, how in the hell do you miss a $1,000 order? Well, it's because you're it's not I don't give a damn about my job. Yeah, you're not engaged. <laughs> and, you know, I, and fortunately for them, I waited. I waited an hour for the order to get done. Um, but most people wouldn't. Um, and, uh, you know, and the only reason I did it because uh, deliver that actually pays you. They pay you uh, 20 bucks an hour to sit there and wait. All right. And so it was worth it to me on that day to go ahead and, and, and get that. But, um, but if not, that restaurant loses and, and boy, everybody's pissed off then when, when well, that's the day when you use your second phone and you just run and do another order real quick and come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen, uh, I want to, I want to just kind of, yeah ended here i think a uh, great combo i like or, organically we just started talking about restaurants which is always fun with a, some ex-restaurant people I, that can relate that's always a good time and um you know i think i think for me um tipping culture is getting a little crazy and i think it is we're starting to see the effects of it as drivers situationally at times i think and um i, I think consumers are just they're, they're tired of it so all we can do is, i guess continue to be selective and take what's worth your time i guess but I think we're going to continue to see more consumers just kind of shift towards this, like the company should pay you. I'm not going to pay you. And hopefully maybe the base pay goes high enough where it's good enough. I don't know. But um, Hector, Tim, JP, Dre, The Matrix, uh, I appreciate you guys for coming on. I know all of you guys have been on the show before. Um, Tim, I'm going to go out tomorrow. So if you're out during lunch, don't take all the good orders, man. Oh, I'll be <laughs> take them all, guys, Tim. Take a- them all. You guys have a great night. I got to get. I got to go get some sleep. All right. Before you guys go, I want you guys to do me a favor and just root for the Knicks on Tuesday. All right. Let's go. We already won up. Go battle the Knicks. Okay. What's the name of our football team? Go Battle Hawks. Kaka. 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 XFL team. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. Thank you. We'll see y'all. Hey, Tim, be sure to take all the good orders so Pedro gets bad ones. That way I can get another F DoorDash video. Oh, uh, Lord. See you, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good show tonight, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's good. We got definitely a lot of restaurant talk there, but um, it, restaurant, restaurant, restaurant management, restaurant work is tough, man. It is tough, but tipping culture in America. What do y'all think? Um, drop a comment if you're watching on the replay. Um, I feel I also wanted to touch real quick on the large order program. I had a video yesterday. I'm trying to get in the large order program. I have all the metrics. I called DoorDash support. The guy, I think his name was Mike or Matt. It was really cool, real quick, you know, said he was going to extend it to the appropriate team. I got an email with a reference number, blah, 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 blah. Listen, a lot of people work DoorDash very differently. A lot of drivers that 
um, are cherry pickers and are selective and they, they say, Pedro, why are you taking a five dollar order? I would never do that. Or they sit in their car for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour waiting for a juicy, perfect order and a multi app. Hey, you're making money. It's all good. Most door desk drivers don't have that experience. If you're part of the LOP, you should consider yourself lucky. I said what I said. OK, I worked my ass off with DoorDash this last year. You guys have seen it. I've taken I've done a lot of runs. I've made good money, though. I've given DoorDash a lot of my time. I'm over 8000 deliveries. My customer rating is good. All my metrics are good. I've done everything DoorDash wants me to do, and I'm not on the program. If anybody should be on a large order program, it should be me. I feel like I'm more deserving than the driver that's on it that takes four DoorDashes a month or four DoorDash orders a week, and they're all $40. Hey, good for you. But if you're on the LOP and you're telling people, oh, you should just, just take the big ones, just take the big ones, your experience is the extreme minority. I'm speaking to the masses. Most of us don't have LOP. We can't get on it. We're not lucky. If you're on the LOP, you're lucky because I've done everything I can do to get on it. Multiple times calling, live chat, call support, bought a DoorDash bag from DoorDash directly, submitted photos three different times now. Still not on it because there's enough drivers. So I'm not mad about it because I don't want to oversaturate the LOP. If people are on it before me, that's great, right? But if you're on it, you're lucky. That's all it is. There's no skill involved in getting it. It's all luck. That's it. That's it. It's luck. It's a matter of your market. And it's a matter of if you did what you needed to do and submitted what you needed to submit, right? So for everybody that's like, oh, all you got to do is do this and I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to do that. You're lucky. I make content and videos for the average driver. I can't teach anybody on the LOP how to make money because you're already an OG. You're probably already doing well. I make videos and content for the average driver that's struggling with DoorDash, trying to figure it out, new to DoorDash, try to give you some entertainment, some relatability. I mean, it, it's wild. I hope I get on the LOP, but it's only a matter of luck. So we have to be cautious of the information we're seeing and hearing and what we're watching because there are drivers out here like I only take four DoorDash orders a week and I do this and I accept this rate doesn't matter. That's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Okay. Because most drivers do not have the luxury of being on the large order program. They just don't. And if you do, you're lucky. That's it. I hope I get on it. I want to make content showing you guys that. And you guys will be the first to know if I get on it. I'll show you the email, all that stuff. But we have to understand there's a lot of different ways to make money with DoorDash and us drivers shouldn't be against each other and saying, well, you can't do this and your acceptance rate's too high and blah, 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 blah. Numbers are numbers. And if you're on the LOP, like I said, you're lucky. Consider it lucky. That's it. But if anything, somebody like me that gives DoorDash more of its time and is doing more for the company than somebody that's sitting there with their thumb up their ass waiting for the perfect order, I should be on it versus you. I said what I said. That's a fact. That's the show for tonight. You guys are absolutely amazing. I love each and every one of you. See you guys tomorrow.